0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast, and boy, it's been a big week in gaming. I'm got for episode 27 on Sunday, the 17th of January 2021. As always, I'm joined by the number one challenger for the greatest Xbox RPG player in the world, and official, don't let him say anything otherwise, Xbox Hall of Famer, Swinny. Hello. And the meme maker, the interrupter-in-chief, the PS5 yeah, background-displayer... Yeah, yeah. The Keeper of the Unopened Collector Editions, Mike. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Uh, In this week's show, we'll be discussing Lucasfilm games coming back from the dead with the new Star Wars and Indiana Jones games, Mario and Bowser duke it out Heiju-style, translation Godzilla-style in Bowser's Fury, and CD Projekt Red release a public apology for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, and because we're sticklers for the truth, I think we're going to open up with a correction, swinney
1: Yeah, so as part of our... Um, we talked about Cause playable uh, remake, uh, lost remake of the first Tomb Raider game last week. Yeah. And I mentioned that Tomb Raider Anniversary, which was Crystal Dynamics, one that ended up getting released, was on original Xbox. It wasn't, so it was on... It, Almost everything else that was out at the time, uh, like PS2, PS3, 360, Wii, PC, just wasn't on original
2: Xbox. So that's my. And wow, and he calls himself an Xbox fan. How dare you, sir? How dare you?
1: Well, I wasn't. I wasn't
2: banned from the podcast.
1: I
3: wasn't
0: around
1: the original original Xbox time. So
0: imagine, imagine that that person out there, that listener, who hears this and goes, "Oh, wow, I didn't know that was on there. Oh, I'm just going to go on eBay and buy it, Xbox, whatever. Just buy now." Move on with my And life. then what's, they buy
2: what? a fake copy, and and then their wife leaves them work. because they just wasted their life savings on the one and only Xbox copy. Well, <sighs> what's
1: the point of having corrections if we don't actually use our corrections section? Well, I seem maybe, to be the only one that ever does. I'm if we don't make so person. many
2: mistakes, it wouldn't have to be corrected, would it?
1: Well, I'm I seem I'm probably the only person that actually listens back to the show. So you are,
2: and <laughs> <laughs> we're just joking around. I've made way more mistakes, so. So, yeah. I,
0: I make corrections when I go, mm, I kind of made that wild claim on the podcast. I better check if that's true or not. <laughs> and then I go, oh, no, it's not. No, fine. it's true. It
2: is seven inches and pretty thick too.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks so for about your water bottle, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. My so pink
2: one with a bird on it. I wanna it's a know, very pretty bird. You can't, you can't see it, Swinny. It's a very, yeah. very pretty looking bird.
0: I like we have an audio podcast and Mike always pretty the bird, first video <laughs> Um Mike, what have you been playing? Have you been playing the PS5 that you own and everyone is coveting at the moment?
2: Uh, I've been, I've been doing one of my New resolutions, which is not to play anything at all. So, <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. I, I played a bit. I played, so I played, I played more of Professor Layton, uh, oh, yeah. trying to go through the story. I literally just... Sp- bam the A button. To Sorry, just to the clarify,
1: dialogue. that is not but a PS5 game, by the way. Like, he was asking about your ps 5
2: No, it's not a PS5 game. And it's, it's also not called Professor Layton, actually. Yeah, because that's what I was Professor say. Layton, That's the correction I should be making. Uh, that, that I was like, man, there's this correction I was supposed to make last week or the week before that. That's the correction.
1: And you dunked on it's me for, for actually asking you what the name of the game was, and you're like, oh, there's I, only one on I the didn't. Switch. It's no, 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 I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. I just call
2: it the wrong thing. But it is true. There is only one on the switch i'm pretty sure like 92% sure so i was playing that but man the dialogue is so boring even even my girlfriend got sick of it she's like she's just going through it sick of the dialogue you just want to play the puzzles and it's it's seriously it feels like it's 90% dialogue for 10% of puzzles because they're not even hard. So you have to sit through all that crap and then you get like 10% worth of an actual puzzle that you're interested in. So if you're listening, developers, which is highly unlikely, but just in case, please, the next game, not not so much dialogue. And that that dude, what's his name? Normal or I forget his name. I don't even give a shit. He's the most pussy whipped character in any game I have ever seen. Like he's got the hots for the, the lead character, Ketriel. But she completely sort of so far anyway three cases and dodges all his advances. Although like the stupid little jokes he makes about dating. And anyway, it's it's just frustrating. The whole thing's just <laughs> annoying. I just I, want the puzzles.
0: I think that game is kind of famous for its dialogue. Like yeah, I, I think but people it, like, like the story and the dialogue in the and
2: This the, is too much. In the okay. previous ones, I feel like the balance was a bit better, and this is just anyway, it, it rant over that was the main thing, and of course, Cyberpunk. I have put like eighty hours into it. Really? I think I'm, yeah, I think I don't, I think I'm, I'm not even like probably thirty percent of the way into the main story. Though you're, so. you're just
1: you're just a chauvinist, Mike. You know they they finally give us a female latent protagonist, and you say she talks too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, saying And Sweeney, what have you been uh, playing? You did say in the pre-show in our sort of group chat that you've had a big week in gaming. So, what's been going on? Well. Not really, honestly.
1: Um, oh, okay.
0: So <laughs>
1: no, because wow. I've been playing, I've been playing the same game a lot. So well, no, well, normally well? I have played about like five or six games here and there, um, and you know, depending on the week, sometimes more. But the this week it's just all been Bug Fables. Like oh, yeah, it's I yeah I oh, yeah, finished that. I finished the campaign. So I talked about it a bit last week, but I was only I think. Two chapters in, um, so I was probably not even a third of the way through the game. So I've beaten the game now. Still got some cleanup to do, like, the end game stuff and achievement stuff. But the main campaign, um, honestly, because I was doing all the side stuff, which I was glad I did it throughout the game, um, I think it's taken me over 50 hours to do this game. It's, well, a, well, it's a long game. and it's But it, the thing with this game is so chock full of cool stuff. It doesn't feel... There's not much busy work there. Like all the side quests, while there's some that technically you would call a fetch quest, they've all got super interesting characters mm. and it all ties back in so that you'll actually learn to. Like there's so many side characters that you actually learn to their personalities and their quirks. And this game's storyline is just brilliant. I was so shocked. I was expecting this to be. Hey, it's an indie RPG. that's, you know, it's based on Paper Mario's visual and, and gameplay style and general design. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't expecting to love the story and the characters so much. It's they've done a fantastic job with this game. Um, it's this game deserves so much more recognition. Um, and honestly, I think this game is is easily better than Paper Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. So I mentioned Whoa. last week. Oh, I reckon this is easily better. So this I, want, game... I
0: wanted to ask if you wanted to go on the public record with such an inflammatory. He <laughs> easily. Yeah.
1: I reckon this game easily. <laughs> Thousand Year such Door is fantastic. No, I, this game, like this game, is fantastic, and Thousand Year Door is great. The charm of Thousand Year Door is because they do uh, they they poke fun at themselves. It's just like all the Paper Mario games. That's where Nintendo really. Let's stand their guard and let's and mm. they make fun <clears> of <throat> of Mario tropes and, yeah, and the fourth Ouija wall and everything and, yeah. exactly and that's all great. this game doesn't have that to work with, but they still make it funny they still make the characters interesting they still give you really memorable se- uh, sequences and have built this world around the different bug kingdoms which in the- like when you you read it on paper doesn 't sound interesting, but when you're in there and walking around and you're learning. That there's like political unrest between the termites and the ant kingdoms and stuff, and it's just it plays out really cool with the characters and you mean the different monarchs and stuff. It's such a good game, um, and the, I mean, there's a lot of backtracking in this game, especially if you're going for the hundred um, percent. So that is that is a knock against it. You they give you as much quality of life I think as they can, but there's still times when there's only one person you have to speak to in one of the kingdoms and you just have to go back to them each time you need to you know cook a certain special meal or something Mm. so it's it's fantastic game i really recommend it uh the full title is bug fables the everlasting sapling um it's pretty tough as well i think it's harder than paper mario so yeah i think it's great um
0: play it if you love paper mario um just be aware it's not a short game it's interesting you say like about the timing because i thought wow, 50 hours seems really long compared to my, like a <clears throat> Paper Mario completion run. But then I just checked how long to be, and Paper Mario is like on average around 62 hours for a completionist run,
3: hmm. which
0: I was actually really surprised about. So yeah, it seems super comparable to uh, Paper Mario, a thousand year door. Like even the yeah, ratings. So I actually really rate the ratings for how long to beat because it doesn't get the... um. The crazies that go to Metacritic to try to review bomb things as much generally, um, and yeah, it's rated so highly, it's crazy. Not not quite as highly as Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, but right up there. Hmm. I might have to try it. What is it on Switch, PC, PS4? Interesting. And Xbox, yeah. Oh, they, they don't have Xbox oh. listed on how long to beat. Interesting. Oh, so that's no one, they're bias. No, no, no. It's because no <laughs> one's put Xbox as they've finished it on Xbox. You should add your completion on. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that, that <laughs> nonce played see, it.
1: See, I don't care about that site because I track that stuff
0: on True Achievements anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> but don't you play? It's a good site. It's a good site. I'll say. But you play stuff. things that other than Xbox, so. Nope. <laughs> and was there any? No, he <laughs> doesn't. And, wait, wait. I want to. want to say. Is there any other? Is there any other announcements, Winnie? No. Oh. Okay. But- what? <laughs> well, because Mike and I were trying to stoke you into getting a Series X this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I look. And the you, thing you did say I... you did say you've spent enough on gaming this week. So we're like, ooh. Mm, yeah, no. Maybe here.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, because I've got the short list, and I ended up buying like eight games and some of those are like 20 bucks. So I was like, oh, that's just. The thing is, well, I'm. If it wasn't <laughs> for Mike, Assassin, as <laughs> With Assassin's Creed. Um, if I didn't stop having to stop play that game because of the save bug I was having, then it would have probably been a lot more enticing. But I'm also about to move in in a little bit, so I just figured that I'll just give it a bit more time.
2: Fair right. enough. But hang on, hang on. Can I just clarify? So you stopped playing Valhalla because of one bug? A pretty big. So bug. you decided to. Yeah, but you decided to go and play Bug Tales, which is full of bugs. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it, man. Your logic is just weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> nice, dad joke. nice, dad nice. Joke. Wait, you yeah, want no. you want to hear a dad joke? I went over to my to my partner's uh, to my partner's place the other day, just surprise so, so, so visit after I dropped her off to work, and her dad was there, and he's like, "Oh, I'll give you something you've always wanted," and he gets a piece of card, and he and he just. Cuts it roughly, and he writes T U I T on it. I'm like what? What the hell is that? And you got Swinny again can't see it, and no one see can it, yeah. see it because it's too bright. It says T U I T on it, as in get around to it. He gave me this little thing, just like a piece of card, paper. a piece get of paper that's round. Get to around to it. it? <laughs> That's, that's like a, the worst dad yeah. joke, but I, I love I it. I actually it's don't like,
0: get it. I don't get the. Do- I don't it's get. It's a get round to object that it. says
2: "to it." It's a round object ah, that says okay. "to it" on it. Yeah, and he's like, because he was. I was. I was telling you about you know getting doing God, all these I'm things, and he's like, "Come I'm on, sure get that's around a dad to dad joke, it." Is it?
0: Well, I think it's a dad
2: joke. I think okay. it falls into the dad joke category. Yeah, that's just more like a carrot top joke.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a play. It's like a playground joke.
2: So, so what have you played this week? Yeah, Nicot. Yeah. Uh,
0: not that much. Like it's, it's kind of crazy cause you know, I, I don't think I've said this on the podcast, but I've got a couple of months off, uh, pat leave because of the baby. So I'll be back at work after Australia day. And <clears throat> I kind of thought, you know, obviously I'm prim- primarily looking after the baby, but you know, every now and then when he's with the grandparents and all that stuff, oh, I'd probably get a lot of gaming time in, but I have actually haven't had as much time to myself as I expected, but I have started a few games, but th- I think my problem is I haven't had one game where I'm really trying to drill into. So I started playing through Castlevania, uh, Symphony of the Night, and that's part of my dirty dozen list. That game, like, so I've never really played it. I've seen other people play it. That game is so rough at the start. I don't know if you remember, Swinney.
1: I've played that game pretty recently. I don't, I'm trying to understand what you mean by rough. Oh, just
0: like, I know that the dialogue is like kind of like, you know, people love it because it's so cringy. But, you know, someone that has no nostalgia for the dialogue, the start and the opening of the game is just so cringy and so. Oh, it's great. I
1: love it. <laughs> yeah, but you, know, you admit it's super cringe. It's oh, of course. Well, you played course. it back in the day, right? Uh, I actually played it pretty late after originally oh, okay. came out. But you played so it on I the 360, it, right? Which no, had... for, so I played it for the first time on the original PlayStation, and then I played it on 360. So yeah,
0: yeah, because then you know they have edited the start of the game and changed the dialogue. So I don't know if that's yeah. better, but yeah, nah. I don't know. It was just interesting. You, you
1: need the mis- <laughs> man is a miserable pile of secrets as he throws the wine yeah, yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah. Or I whatever. did like you need that. All that. stuff.
0: That made me laugh, but again, it's cringy as hell. Um, but a very, very cool game. And I, I can kind of get what you're saying about it being a bit too easy. And I I, it don't just, and I, don't... I think it gets easier and easier that game. <laughs> wow. It's
1: so fun, though.
0: I haven't played the GBA games and the DS games for ages, but I've gotten through all of them. So, you know, I do have some Castle, Castlevania cred there, but... I don't remember them being too hard either. So is it about that same level, or so
1: Circle of the Moon? I found thought was pretty difficult. So that was the first oh, GTA. Wow. one. Jesus!
0: This game's um, going to be really easy then.
1: <laughs> a Circle <of> Moon. <laughs> Circle of Moon has some really tough early bosses. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but it's
0: not like super challenging or anything like that. So,
1: yeah, I'm. Yeah, I look. I struggled a bit in that game at the start. Okay. But, um, this, yeah, like Alicard is just especially when you start unlocking more more abilities, it's just, you can just destroy the enemies in that game. But it's so cool. And yeah. It, you feel you feel cool being overpowered in that game, which is not not going to be the case in every game where you feel like that. You
0: know? Yeah, and the movement's really, really cool. Like I, now, you know, we always talk about Smash, but I, I sort of look at it, and they were considering Alucard as being a part of the cast for Smash. I think some of the moves would have been really, really cool if Alucard was in the game. And maybe well, one day they will bring him in. I don't know.
1: I'm. I don't want to spoil any of the secrets. But when you beat the game, we'll we'll come back to that discussion I, around I Smash. Already, mm. I
0: think I already know what you're saying, but yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, shh, shh! Shut up! <laughs> shh, shh! Zip it!
3: <laughs>
0: All right, uh, but yeah, I like guess for me, apart from that, I've been plugging away at a few other games, Skyrim stuff like that. I I, I think I just need to park everything and just start to like focus in on one game and really try to get through it. I think Skyrim's so scary to me because I know it's like a hundred hour game that it's like, oh, oh, it could be way God. more than a hundred yeah. hours. But you know what I'm saying? I've never, you know I've never saying.
2: finished it. And I think I put like three, four hundred hours yeah. into that game. Yeah. But it's kind <laughs> of, it's kind of
0: daunting in a way starting it. It is daunting. Like, oh. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm yeah. the same.
2: Sweeney, I, I assume you don't really feel like that, but to me, if I feel like, Oh man, this game's going to take like 50, 60 hours at least. I just, it puts me off.
1: Well, I'll feel like that if I know it's an MMO that I've got to grind or something. <laughs> yeah. That's your punishment. Um, but, but you can always uh, listen
2: to a good podcast, wink, wink, while with, you do that.
1: With with Skyrim, though, I've mentioned before when we talked about it quite a few episodes ago that if you just play the, the main campaign and the guild campaigns, like they're yeah. kind of, you know, pr- pretty integral to the game. Um, it, I don't think it's a 100-hour game, but if you if mm. if you also, if you get distracted that's by Cyclists, it's going to be, which is the thing is that's that's Skyrim and that is a, yeah. a fantastic part way of the to game. explore it. But if you are time-limited, then I think it makes mm. sense to not get as distracted and just play that stuff if you want to experience the game.
0: Yeah. Put
2: it this way. At the very start of the game, there's a quest, I don't know if you've done that yet, where you have to go to the top of the mountain to talk to the Greybeards.
0: No. It's the Greybeards... Yeah, yeah. Haven't done
2: it. They're still waiting for me 200 hours later.
0: (laughs) What? Uh, (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Skyrim's main campaign... It's that kind of a game. You don't have
2: to touch the main campaign almost at all.
1: I reckon Skyrim's main campaign is a huge improvement over Oblivion, so... It is,
2: but that doesn't say much, because you basically have to pick between a racist dude and a a completely authoritarian government. So, like... I don't know. I had no interest in either of so, those. So I just waddled so off on my So, you're saying
1: own. Skyrim is US politics?
3: Ba- it's basically US <laughs> politics,
2: actually. Yeah, it's a microcosm of US <laughs> politics. Yeah, and I just felt like, ah, screw that. So, I just went and did my own thing.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, let's get into the news. Uh, there's actually a lot of news at the moment. It's been a big week in gaming. Uh, it says, kick us off. Uh, the big news this week was around Lucas Games being resurrected as a brand. Yay! Uh, so, in a massive announcement, Lucas Games brand... Has been resurrected. Lucas Film Film Games. Good correction. Uh, Lucas Films. Lucas Film Games. It's actually hard to say. uh, Brand has been resurrected with new Star Wars and Indiana Jones games coming. And also some really large announcements around the whole deal that they've had with EA. So, uh, as we all know, there was a deal that Disney did with EA as part of shifting what was LucasArts. Uh, and really working with a, a big publisher and they did a 10-year agreement with EA back in 2013 that expires in 2023 and that was to have the exclusive license to what I'd probably say is triple A Star Wars games. So there have been other Star Wars games not from EA but not any <clears throat> tentpole summer releases or anything of that order. Uh, <clears throat> so the news this week was uh, quite large as we also had an announcement that there will be a new open world Star Wars game made by Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment, so the folk that make the division. Uh, and Interesting. Then, on the other hand, with the Indiana Jones game, which is also in that sort of umbrella, uh, from Bethesda Machine Games, who uh, the folks that make the Wolfenstein games, uh, going to make an Indiana Jones game, and it's going to be produced by Todd Howard. So a lot star of star Nathan a Drake, of, a lot of crazy stuff happening this week around Star Wars. Swinny, um, h- how do you take this if you're EA?
1: With uh, some lube.
3: <laughs> Jeez, I know. just just
0: take go right day. in
3: there.
1: Just go right in there. <laughs> go, go right up. in there. That's nice deep. <laughs> well, well uh, you've to go in with it. Well, uh, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <Nah>. god, EA. <laughs> yeah, th- this is a, this is a huge hit for EA. I think um, they. But I I see this as nothing but a positive for everyone else because we're getting we're not we're getting you know potentially who knows what other um, developers might work on Star Wars games in the future because you know we don't know I don't think we know all the details of the arrangement between Ubisoft and and Lucasfilm Games but I'm assuming that it's probably on a per game basis at the moment at least until they see how you know this first one goes um but i just the fact that you know lucasarts as i more fondly remember and i think most people think of them as lucasarts they're 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 such a beloved studio for me you know all their point and click stuff especially and Mm -hmm. just games like tie fighter and all the stuff that was um you know not so much developed by them but i still think of things like rogue squadron um, episode 1 Racer and all that stuff that's kind of, you know, that's around my era, like 64 era. But obviously all the PC Star Wars games. So I said, well, I said TIE, uh, tie Fighter, but like Dark Forces and, and Jedi Knight, which I do love. Those are awesome
2: games yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm hoping that it's returned to form for this stuff. And I know that Jedi Fallen Order is was really well oh received good. and I'm looking hmm. forward to playing it. And a lot of people love Star Wars Rogue Squadron, so and Battlefront 2. So I think... They've really gotten.
2: You e- mean Head
0: squadrons? Squadron a... yeah. Battlefront Two. No, no, no. You said rogue squadrons. You mean? Oh, sorry, squadrons. squadrons. Just, yeah. just
2: squadrons. Yeah. Which, squadrons. Are, by the way, to interject, is free to play. I think this weekend on Xbox.
0: I I gave it to you. Remember, It's part of the. You
2: gave it to me, but they, you know we spoke about this last week. I think that Sony have delayed the VR headset plug thing. Some oh, waiting so to, like, you don't get have a PS4 yeah. at all. No, I don't, because oh, I traded it for the PS5.
1: That's so annoying.
0: So. Sorry. So,
1: yeah, so I think EA had gotten to a good place with it, but they struggled in those early days when they had all the cancelled games. Yeah, 1313 um, 13,
0: most fame or infamously maybe you call it.
1: Yeah, so, but I think this is a great thing, um, and... Yeah, even if it's in brand name only, like I, I wish they would have brought back Lucas Arts as the brand name myself. But uh, mm. whatever, it makes sense.
2: Would it be weird? Imagine if your name, you were Swinney, and you you created Swinney Film and Swinney Arts, and then you completely relinquished control of that, and years later that brand comes back like Swinney Film and Swinney Arts. It'd be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Well- that's like super yeah, no. amazing
2: yeah if, that's if like, you're a lucas
0: yeah like if, if you have such a strong brand yourself <laughs> yeah. that i don't even need to have anything to do with it just my name mm. being on the, the my name's... And, and you know like a quick rant about george lucas like so many people rip into him i'm a huge star wars fan but then i don't really like a lot of the new stuff apart from the mandalorian that's coming out but the guy is an imaginative Guy, like, oh, yeah, he's got a wild imagination, a genius, yeah. So, and he creates these insane worlds that don't make much sense, but they're so cool and so it's just childlike in in a way. It full,
2: but at the same time, he's very adult like in the sense that he knows his business as well and he yeah. knows how to market that stuff, oh, yeah, he knows toys how to like get that, the yeah. most out of it, yeah. He's he's he's, he's nuts, yeah. I think. He's a genius, he's amazing,
0: yeah, no, for sure. Um, I totally. I think my take on this, okay. and I think it's similar to you, Swenny, that you know I feel like this whole change was seeded with Battlefront Two, um, just just the fact that Battlefront Two, how poorly that was received, and that was that was in like mainstream media. So this is the kind of stuff that you know the film execs and Disney themselves would be getting a lot of feedback on, just you know the monetization of the game the absolute backlash from gamers. I feel like from that point they would have sat down and said, okay, we're going to change the model here because these games were selling well. Like if I look at the financials, we, uh, we didn't include it in the list of four, but there's the galaxy of heroes mobile game that actually made the most amount of money out of all of these games. It made like over a billion dollars, that mobile game. Um, yeah, I know. And then like fallen order battlefront, um, And Squadrons, they've all sold over 10 million copies, which is really good. Like, if you're selling over 10 million for your game, you're doing well. Um, Play Fallen
2: Order. It's really good.
0: Yeah, look, I'm waiting for Fallen Order to come on PC, Xbox Game Pass. So I would have already played that game because I'm actually really, really looking forward to playing that game. Hmm. It's really cool. Um, It's
2: like an easy version of Dark Souls.
0: Oh, that sounds up my alley.
2: It's like a Metroidvania kind of Dark Souls-y (laughs) <laughs> game, it, it, it'll be totally up your alley. It's really, really good. Yeah, very solid.
0: Yeah, and and on the Indiana Jones game. So this is developed by folk who have only historically made first person shooters. Like, do we think it's going to be a first person shooter? No, or?
2: I doubt it. Mm. I think it's going to be a uh, Tomb Raider slash Uncharted kind of game. Mm. Have I they shown you- anything? Are we making stuff up here? Have I they think actually-
1: you lose. I think you lose a lot by not taking advantage of the likeness of indiana jones yeah um and yeah. also just when we're talking traps and and puzzles and stuff like i think you lose a lot of that in first person so yeah it works better in third person i you? feel
0: like you know the whip is so iconic that the whip just doesn't work as well in first person Let's something no, about weird. like the size of it you know yeah. I could just imagine the camera like if you know you're whipping things it's sort of like you could almost do pulling it out like in terms of the camera and then pushing back in like there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with the whip that doesn't really make sense first person shooter it just kind of worries me because it's like you know a studio that you know <clears throat> and we've had a really good example recently of a studio that's gone from always doing you know over the shoulder style games to moving into a first person style game in cyberpunk and you know a lot of gaps being There in terms of not really, you know, I I guess it's Mm. like coming up to speed is is part of the challenge, right? Yeah, but I feel like
2: uh, they did nail the first person perspective pretty well, given the the scope of it. Mm. And, and, you know, the the shooting mechanics, solid, probably one of the best shooting mechanics out of any first person shooter game that I've seen. So, given their lack of experience in that space, they've done an amazing job. The only thing they need to fix is what, the seating in the car. It feels like you're like five feet tall or something or four and a half feet tall when you're driving cars. It's way too low. Oh, okay.
0: Interesting. <laughs>
2: Interesting. You're like Interesting. a little <laughs> granny huddled behind the steering wheel. Hey,
3: get out of <laughs> my way. little arms.
2: <laughs> I'm right. sorry to any grannies that are listening to this podcast. <laughs> and sweetie, I don't mean to um, offend you.
0: You know, the big one, and I feel like a bit of the bastard love child of two things that we love, the Ubisoft game where we only know that it's an open world game at this stage and that they are hiring for folk to develop things that have like linear structure and then non-linear structure. So to Ooh. me, it just sounds like an open world game. Well, it sounds, sounds like a division
1: there. Pretty much, you know, like I mm. I think just... they I think they've chosen probably the right studio for that. Um, because when you think about um well I guess Watch Dogs has has combat in it, but Assassin's Creed generally, you know, doesn't have gun combat. So and I guess with Star Wars, you know, it's well it depends what the focus is. Is it are you playing a Jedi are you not, you know, so that mm. that really probably changes what combat mechanics might be. Mm. Uh, I think that has a lot of a lot of potential. Ubisoft obviously know what they're doing for open world games and I think Star Wars open world game could be a huge, huge I
2: think it'd be massive. It'd be awesome as well. I just I don't I I I played the division one and the division two quite a lot. Um and I played a lot of the other Ubisoft games. Um but something in the end just left me feeling a bit empty like it the game would just became this repetitive loop because it's designed to do that so yeah, i hope yeah. it, they don't do the same thing with this where it's it's sort of a first person open world experience but the reality is it's more all about the end game and the loot and playing with your friends and repeating the same bloody thing over and over again a hundred times till they get bored so i hope they don't go down that path well we'll see I mean, Because I'd love to see like a, sorry, I'd love to see like a, a Skyrim kind of Star Wars experience, like that yeah. kind of open world where you can actually go around to different places, different planets and really have that cool open world experience. So that, you're saying they should have
1: they should have had Todd Howard be producing yeah, that one? Yeah, it should have been <laughs> the other way around, I reckon. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I worry that if they're going to do anything like the Division in terms of the, the game format, it's going to be successful, but I feel like it's going to be successful for the wrong reasons.
1: Actually, machine, the game could have
0: been so much cooler.
1: Machine games making a new Dark Souls forces would have been pretty cool. I, I
0: oh, that would have been sick! Yeah, hey, yeah, that would have been sick. Yeah, um, I mean, would you admit this, Swinney? That you know, Ubisoft are a bit formulaic with their open world games. I think that's kind of like what you're also saying, Mike.
2: Oh, absolutely formulaic. Yeah, but no, it's no, Swinney. Swinney, do you, do you but think Swinney should? Yeah.
0: Do you think it's formulaic, or is that too harsh? Oh, definitely. Um I think you,
1: I can't say, I can't talk much about Watch Dogs and The Division because I haven't played those series. Um, But Far Cry, definitely the formula, they got to the point where, okay, it worked because they were selling a lot of those games, but I think people- And they're great games. They're great games, but I think if, unless you're super into Far Cry and you love it each time, I could see how that structure and that gameplay loop could get a bit tiring, um, but it's, I think you shouldn't play these games back to back. I think a few years, of, mm. like, okay, I'm gonna play an Assassin's Creed game every two years, then to me, that feels that feels like a good amount of time between that kind of experiences. Um, but yeah. yeah, definitely the Ubisoft formula is a thing, you know, you can't, yeah, and I can't think deny I, th-
0: that. I think that's got to be a selling point to Disney because Disney. You know, you look at all the Marvel films, everything like that, like generally they're pretty safe and formulaic in terms of their structure because, you know, they want to make money. They're a huge mega corporation. the biggest. Yep, they know what I mean, sells. They're probably the biggest entertainment company in the world, right? Or up there mm. at least in that conversation for sure, of course. But um, yeah, like I think for them, if they look around they go, well, Ubisoft kind of, it's almost like they always get the same amount of sales for everything. And it's never really controversial. Like I don't, the biggest controversy I've ever seen with Assassin's Creed really is that they just keep making them every year. And then when they sort of announce they're going to start to space it out a bit, people are like, oh, great. But I don't really see a huge backlash against Assassin's Creed ever, personally, at least. So, I'm just yeah.
1: looking through Ubisoft's, let's say, last couple of years of games.
0: They don't do a lot of,
1: like, they've got such strong IP. Yeah. They don't do a lot of big license name games. It's interesting. Uh. This was almost a bit of a new thing for them, or at least in recent times. I'm just still looking through. I mean, they do some Star Wars stuff, but I'm looking at like big AAA um, console releases and stuff. I'm probably missing one, but a lot of it's their own IP. So, this yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they apply that formula to a license.
0: Well, the last thing I wanted to say before we move on to the next story, but... I do think you'll see a bit of a comeback with these licenses because IP is just so hot right now. Like anything with a strong brand is just dominating in every space it's going into. So that's like Uh. also like video game IP, but then also on the other side, like Spider-Man, like comic book IP, it's just wherever they're placing the product. It's just selling like hotcakes. So I could imagine some of these really classic, you know, just burnt into your brain, IP movie, IP, they're going to really start to push that through again.
2: Oh yeah, they'll keep flocking that horse.
0: Mm,
2: mm. And look, there's nothing wrong with it. And and I think New Order is is a good case where it's it's an IP that's been done so much, yet it's still a good game. Personally, Fall, I'm Fallen sort of order, over. The, sorry, Fallen, Fallen order. order. Sorry, I'm like what? New yeah, order? I was like, what's New was Order? Was that new, new Order, order game? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrestling game. Uh, and I don't know, like it's I, an I'm 80's personally. We've talked about this before offline, I think. As someone who enjoyed Star Wars growing up, mm. I'm over the formula. I'm over the whole universe. Give me something fresh. Give me something new, something different. Stop rehashing the same thing. And that's why, you know, The Mandalorian, I, I became really cynical. And I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I wasn't the biggest fan of it in the end because it felt like the executive sat down and went, okay, how do we, how do we continue selling this IP? Well, let's make, you know, a Baby Yoda. Brilliant. That's going to sell like hotcakes nerds alike are going to love that. They're going to buy t-shirts. Even if they're not into it, they'll buy t-shirts. I know people who aren't even into Star Wars that well and they have bloody Mandalorian Baby Yoda t-shirts because yeah, they cause think it's, it's cute. Yeah, it is, It's brilliant it, marketing. It's it brilliant though. marketing. It is. Though. But I feel like... <laughs> Ultimately, I feel like ultimately the reason why those things get created is just to make money and just to, you know, flog the IP as opposed to because they really want to create that, in which case they probably would have come up with something completely new and fresh. But why come up with something new and fresh when you can, you know, it's a safe bet, there's a cash cow, let's just keep going down
0: that and, path. And, we, and now, we, now remove that. You,
1: we now remove you from our scheduled mic rant for the week <laughs> <laughs> to move on to the next topic. All yes. right,
0: so Bowser's Fury. So we... You know, and we've even mentioned last week uh, around what's going on with Bowser's Fury. What is Bowser's Fury and Nintendo? And I think in in a trend that you'll see continue, and you may not actually see Nintendo directs again. Uh, Nintendo dropped a two minute trailer for Bowser's Fury, and 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 this is part of the Super Mario Three D World Plus Bowser's Fury pack, I guess you could argue, because once you actually watch uh, this this trailer, and it's only two minutes, so I'd encourage everyone to watch it. You'll see that it actually plays very, very differently to Super Mario 3D World. You have a free camera. From all the information that's been released, it's a sandbox world. Like it's one world that you play through. You go and collect all these cat shines, or I think they might be called meow shines. Uh, And then you unlock the Kaiju slash Godzilla style uh, Bowser. And then you also turn into a Super Saiyan super large cat mario to battle uh the godzilla bowser so it's really cool that we've actually finally seen more information and probably one last thing so the game's coming out on the 12th of feb so it's a month away uh you can play this mode from the start so it's very much like you can play super mario 3d world or you can play this mode uh swinny probably is the one who's likely or may be likely to get this game Uh, how did you find the trailer
1: Oh, trailers! Amazing. Uh, it's I've I'd read somewhere before, and maybe it was a popular prediction that I'd read this exact prediction uh, before, where they said you know an open world, Odyssey, almost Odyssey style, um, expansion, but using a lot of the. I wouldn't say I don't know if assets is the right word, but a lot of the the mechanics and like cap. Mario and that, like, from 3D World. Oh, yeah. So I guess the, yeah. the 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 stuff from 3D World, the features and the cool stuff, but in, a, in like, a, a sandbox environment. Um, it looks great. Um, I've still yet to play 3D World. So I do have it on the Wii U, but uh, it's been a long time since I've my Wii U in. Um, I might actually pick this up. Um, oh, Because, wow. because it, it'll be a chance to play through both.
0: It's it's so like in Australia you can get the game for about 70 bucks like if you look around to the right places. Um it's a weird one. I don't feel like this game would be worth it. Just it, it almost becomes like $70 DLC and the way it looks and shaping up and everything you can get from the trailer for Bowser's Fury. It looks like a 3 to 4 hour experience. I've played Super Mario 3D World a lot. I never finished it. It's a really really cool game, but it is very You know, because it's it's from essentially uh, Mario 3D Land on the 3DS. And I mean, that game makes so much sense on the 3DS. And it's actually part of our game of some other year for 2011. Um, That game to me makes perfect sense on the 3DS. The Wii U game and now coming onto Switch, it, it just feels a little bit oddly limited the fact that it's a console game But it's still very cool And I love the game a lot
1: um, So just to say I was just looking it up um, I think everywhere I'm finding Including like all the wikis now are calling them Cat Shines so.
0: Oh Cat Shines Okay I heard someone yeah. else say Meow Shines the other day yeah. so I, was like, hey, I don't know Like cool. They may
1: all be getting it From the same wrong source Who
0: knows? No I, I think they're Cat Shines But I did say hear someone say No they're actually Meow Shines And I was like oh okay I thought they were Cat Shines But anyway we'll find out pretty soon I, I'm definitely going to get this game Um, And I'm just going to go straight into Bowser's Fury and play through that. Because as I said, I've played a lot of Super Mario 3D World, so I'm really keen to see how Bowser's Fury goes. And yeah, you're right. It's like there's no new mechanics. But one thing that I actually really liked about 3D World, the Switch version that they've done, they've actually sped the game up in terms of Mario Mm -hmm. can run faster than the Wii U version. And to me, it just looks more natural. Like, that was one thing of the game. It felt a bit like stiff or something, which is really weird. But to how say did they balance? Game.
2: Aren't there certain puzzles in certain parts of the game that are designed for a particular speed? How did yes. they? Yes, of that? course,
0: right? Like, the whole level design would be built around your speed and mechanics. And yeah. it seems to uh... me, like, seeing the side by sides, they haven't changed anything. So, Whoa. it's going to make the game easier. Hmm. Because the last thing I just wanted to say about this game is that uh, 3D World has some of the hardest levels out of any Mario game ever. Like the final challenge, I don't know if you've heard about it, Swinny. But the I, final, I always final get confused
1: between the final challenges of like the Galaxy games and the ones I've seen of those. So I feel Yeah, I th-
0: I'm pretty sure most people who are well into this stuff would say that this is the hardest. Uh, like the final final world. I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called. Um, but yeah, there are some people who are like, oh, I've just never beaten it because it's so difficult. Um, and then kind of comparing it to like Odyssey's final levels where they're like, oh, that's easy compared to this one in 3D world. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> like it must be really challenging then. So, and the just the... I, yeah, go Yeah, on.
1: I, I really like what they've done with the, the new photo mode. So mm. photo modes are one of the least exciting new features that seems to be in every game for me but they've taken a bit of a different approach with this because um and feel free to correct anything i say here into but um the the wii u which had its miiverse you could unlock stickers yeah, yeah. as you play through yeah, 3D stamps world. and stuff yeah uh, stamps and sorry yeah stamps and they they've incorporated that because there's no miiverse on the switch they've incorporated that into the photo mode of 3d world which is a Really neat, neat way to apply to reapply a feature that <laughs> essentially otherwise would have been gone. So I think that's really cool what they've done. There.
0: Mike, Mike's just shown on the screen. He's installed or well, booted up Super Metroid, so he's gonna probably.
1: Planer. I will say, Mike, probably mm. not, not. The best way to experience that game in the middle of recording a
0: podcast. Just
1: (laughs) no, 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 I'm not not playing it now. I'm not playing it now. I'm just.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's just. No, 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 no. I'm I'm going to. I'm going to to turn the tap on. I'm going to fill the 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 tub. (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm gonna get my rubber duckies. Some. Some.
1: It's a Bubble very, bath. it's a very atmospheric, claustrophobic game, which is not what this podcast. is. No,
2: like, I know, I know. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I got my, I got my scented candles ready. It's all good. It's all funny. Good. I yeah, have a massage oil.
0: I had the exact same comment about it being claustrophobic. Like you, you kind of need the sound design so good in Super Metroid. The game is perfect in my view, but I'm very biased. Obviously, it's my. You're also wearing a t-shirt. But... Yeah, I'm literally wearing a Super Metroid <laughs> t-shirt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just getting back to Super Mario 3D World, because uh, you're not going to get the game right mike
2: probably not okay
0: because now like one cool thing and we've mentioned it before but i just want to mention again because i don't think we're going to talk about this game until it gets released is that they have online co-op for the game finally so the game had a huge focus on co-op but you could only play local co-op when it released on the wii u which was quite odd so they've changed the game now. So you can play the main campaign. So Super Mario 3D World four player online co op, which I thought was really really mm, sick.
2: Okay, maybe I'd
0: play that. But yeah, and if you guys want to play that, that would be really yeah. cool. Like if we play because th- it is I'd very funny. I have played a little bit of co op with 3D World, and it's very funny.
2: Um, I mean, I'd absolutely i i i would love to play it. It's just there's just so many good games out oh, there yeah, now. Yeah, it's yeah. annoying. And, um, it goes, all, it goes against his
0: resolution it. as well. So. and it, it also goes against
2: my... I have to be really picky now. Yeah, really, really picky. And uh, So Super Metroid better be the best damn game ever. It's
0: my favorite game ever. I don't know if it's okay, going to be cool. yours. Then
2: I think it, it deserves to be played.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, with Bowser's Fury, on the other hand, it's only two-player online co-op. Which, because, you know, as part of Bowser's Fury, you can see that Bowser Jr., is following you and assisting you throughout mm, the, the... I did see that. And I, look, I don't want to try to guess what things are happening, but it seems like Bowser's been overcome by something and then, you know, Bowser Jr. is trying to help Mario to rescue his dad or something along those lines. So. Well,
2: so hang on a minute. So up until this point, Bowser was the bad guy trying to capture and the princess. Hey, hang on.
0: i got to edit. because well, What the hell is he going to
2: do with it?
0: <laughs> you can't say that word.
2: Anyway. Dude. You can't. Okay. No. <laughs> he, well. All right. To so. Okay. Let me let me backtrack. So Bowser <laughs> anyway, anyway. up until this point was trying to capture the princess yes. to have a tea party with her.
0: Yes. Correct. And fire Emblem Mar- style. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And Mario. Uh, and this is Mario's arch nemesis. And now he's helping. No, I said Bowser rescue- Jr. Bowser Jr. Yeah, he's helping Bowser Jr. Rescue his dad. So I don't get it. What's the? Why are they? Fr- why are they not? in conflict now. The
0: enemy of my enemy is your friend. No, I think, you know, he obviously doesn't want to have a Godzilla Bowser destroying everything, right? He's got to stop that.
2: Oh, right, okay. So whatever this thing is, it's causing Bowser to go all bonkers. So. Have you not,
0: so. you watched the trailer? No, it's too long. Two minutes. No, 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 no. I did
2: actually watch the trailer and I saw Bowser Jr. as, like, the second oh, Bowser, character.
0: Bowser is, like, godzilla
2: but, size, and yeah. he's,
1: like, all overcome with fury. He's called yeah. Fury Bowser. So, yeah.
2: Is, is that because he caught some STD from from Peach all or right, why? Right. I don't, Jesus. What happened to him? Does it's, it explain
0: it? i going to have to spend five hours editing this. <laughs> <laughs> when just, you laughed, it actually it resonated in. with your bloody water bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's> <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get the show back on track. Right, I'm going to truly move the, on to the next yeah, story. Please, yeah. I'm going to get on to please, the next story. Please. So this is that's how, that's how I get you guys
2: to move on. Right, it's Mike, brilliant. All right. <laughs> Uh, it's a new strategy.
0: <laughs> so in other news related, so this is also coming out at the same time, the 12th of Feb, uh, Nintendo has announced the special Mario edition of the Switch uh, with matching red and blue colors for the plumber himself. And this is Looked the really first cool. time that we've actually seen the Switch frame be a different color that I can recall at least. So it's a red red color. Because I believe even the Animal Crossing one was just a black with a different background like mm. at the back of it but the, the frame of it is black still so
1: why, why would i know i'm not the animal crossing expert on this podcast. i think
0: i'm 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 quite confident i'm right about <laughs> out,
1: of, out of out of all three of us uh, i'm the least knowledgeable about animal crossing
0: <laughs> anyway what like so let's what do we what do we think of this because i'm hearing so many mixed reviews yes it's about black
2: this. what mixed what? Isn't people don't like the colors yeah people well, hate what's that to be mixed people about hate it Passion. They don't like blue and red? No, they
0: hate the way it looks. They, if some people hate look, this what? with a
1: passion, they need to reassess their life.
2: <laughs> I Yeah, totally. What? I think it
1: looks cool. I'll Let like Let me it. look it
2: up again. Mario Switch.
1: I think it looks cool as well. Um, I've got the... So, my Switch is the one that I got looks Odyssey. Great. And so, it's got the two red Joy-Cons, but obviously everything else is just the standard black. Um. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think the actual this special edition looks cool. I wish it was a Switch Pro special edition.
0: That's the only thing. Yeah, one I, day. I, I was I was always, I was always jealous cream. of you having that Mario edition of the Switch. I was like, "Damn, I wish I had that one." Uh cuz I love well, Was it actually Joy-Con. different
2: or were just the Joy-Cons were different? But the the, jo- actual just the are Joy-Cons were exactly the same, right?
0: It does give you Doesn't um,
2: it the back or
1: Oh no, I don't think I have got the case. I have got like a Mario case. I think I bought that separate. Oh, uh, a so, different case as well, okay. No, no, I bought that separate. It's just the it's just the Joy-Cons, I think.
2: But there's nothing on the back that's different as no, well. Everything's the same. Everything's same. Literally the same. Wow. So it's just two two different color dracons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whereas this is quite different. You know, you've got the whole backing case of the Switch. Like it's going to look like a big red Switch. Like it's actually hmm. kind of different. It does make the bezels look huge though, because you've got the huge red frame and then you've got the big black bezel around the screen. But do do you think that this makes the Switch Pro less likely or more likely?
2: I don't think it has an impact. Mm. I
1: don't. Yeah, I don't think it changes much because, Mm-mm. from memory, like even with the the DS, the, yes, I could be wrong. The sorry, the 3DS. They are still releasing special editions of that and stuff, mm. and it didn't really impact when they announced the new 3DS and things. Yeah, so. no,
0: I'm on the same page. I think, like, obviously, all of this stuff was meant to be released last year as part of the 35th anniversary for Mario. But you know, with COVID and everything like that, and as we'll. Talk about a little bit later, you know, delays have been impacting sort of everything here. But um yeah, no, I think it looks really cool. Like it's just one of those things, it's like how can you justify getting all the, like, you know, I know some people that do buy all these special editions, which I think is pretty incredible. But Your I, I wife? No. Um, <laughs> but I do think the Animal Crossing special edition is the best one that I've seen so far. That one looks really, really cool. That's mm, yeah, all right. I like the backing. I like the back of this switch I like the it's grey
2: one. The cool. grey one's the best.
0: The grey one. Which one's the grey one? Just a pla- just this. Oh, just a stitch. <laughs> just the Give me any, any any
2: color as long as it's black. No, I I I'm not huge into into branded switches or anything. As you can tell, I've got a completely weird offset because I got another Joy-Con cuz my original Joy-Con was screwed. You can't see this one, but I'm showing I'm showing off my yeah. my Switch. you got a gray and an orange. A gray and an orange one yeah. just because it was a second-hand orange one. Um so I couldn't care less. It's more about the functionality of it. But I still this is cool. I mean, th- those are the I guarantee you they would have had official hashtags for what the color red is and what the color blue is for Mario and they would have just used basically that or, you know, a shade around that that works oh, in plastics. I
0: was so confused what you meant by uh, hashtags. You mean like uh, SMYK the or like the hex? The
2: RGB hex code yeah, the hex. For, <laughs> for the red and the blue. They would have just used that, right? So I you, can like you, sc- you can't on screw that up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just mean that. You can't really screw that up. I mean, the only thing that I could maybe go uh it's a bit weird is maybe the, the little uh braided... Um, colors on... But again, it's probably just the red and blue, right? On the on the Joy-Con straps. Other than that, it's as, as, it's as plain as you can get in terms of the color scheme, you know? So, I yeah. think
0: it's really cool. No, I like it. I like it too. Alright, let's move on. Uh, so, this week we've also seen uh, Marcin Iwinski, uh, who is the co-founder and co-CEO of CD Projekt Red, uh, issue a very... Like I, I do think a personal uh, apology apology and explanation video. So it actually goes for five minutes uh, and it goes into quite a large amount of depth into their thinking at the time, uh, you know, why they pushed the game out when they did, you know, an apology to say, you know, they didn't intend it to be released the way it did. They're very happy and proud of the PC version and thought that it reviewed well, but as they titled it the old gen, um, you know, they just couldn't get it working on that. And I think like really uh, it does confirm everything that we have said about the game and how they developed the game really for PC and then try to reverse engineer the console versions rather than, you know, start with like how are we mm. going to get this to run on a Xbox one and a PS four, right. is switch very underpowered, um, And we will talk about it in a second as well, but there was also a Jason Schreier article, um, about the development of the game and it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be this Jason Schreier article, just given that he was hyping it up a little bit, but there were some interesting things that, um, you know, that, you know, we, 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 sort of got from that. So, so Mike, does this, uh, change your love of this game? No, not at
2: all. So I know because I still love the games. I, again, I, I was privileged to be able to play it on, on PC. So yeah. I feel for people that had it on console. As, as well, you've it, got it as, on
0: console as well, by the way.
2: I also have it on console, yes. But I haven't played it on console. It's still, still You should unopened.
0: try. You should actually so, boot it up. Don't allow the update. On the Xbox
2: One Yeah, don't, don't allow it to yeah. get updated and then just try to play like, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that would be funny. Actually. Yeah,
2: just record it. Oh, my God, I can't. There's enough bugs on the PC. Look, as uh, someone who who's a bit of a cyberpunk shill, I think I've I've you know I've got enough sh- cyberpunk merchandise and bought enough into the the whole thing, um mostly because you know I support the company. I, I get where he's coming from, but I think there's certain things that, to be objective about it, I don't think he addressed. So I don't think he addressed things like why were people only allowed to review the PC version,
1: he did, and he did have
2: certain. That. Well, it. I feel like it was a bit of a cop out. I don't feel like it was it was a legit, a, a legit reason. People weren't allowed to use their own footage, which is oh, it's like the other a stuff little sketch, in my I opinion. I just wanted
1: to clarify that he did. Uh, this was only like a five minute video, and he did at least mention yeah. it. Um, so, I,
2: I, look, I can see, I can see. It's not like they did this willy nilly. You, you can, you know, for a fact, they sat there in meetings for hours and hours on end before the release to talk about all of this to figure out their options, and they kind of just went, "This is." The lesser of all evils that we can possibly do because of the sheer number of people that pre-ordered it. Um, I still think, however, obviously, that's not what they should have done. They knew their product wasn't going to to work. I know I know, they thought they could get it and they could do a patch quick enough. Yeah. So, I guess, but, but to be realistic, surely they knew that it was in such a state that there was no way they would have had enough time to do it. So, either they were kidding themselves massively or I feel they they thought, oh, let's just, you know, see how this goes and then and then deal with the aftermath. So, I don't know. What do you think, Swinney? Like, how, how did you see the... Uh...
1: So, uh, this... Look, first of all, I think the actual apology video, um, what he was saying, in you know, I thought it was really great. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. It's great to hear honesty um, anytime, but it's especially in an industry... That is often very closed and very guarded mm. with this stuff, but it doesn't—it doesn't excuse a couple of things. So it doesn't excuse the just how they abuse their staff in many ways, um, developers around you know the crunch periods and everything like that. It doesn't uh, excuse, as you said, Mike, that they, this game was not ready and they knew it was not ready. Uh, I mean, mm. they still released it. Now, I know that they delayed and they delayed, but they still released a product that they knew wasn't ready. Um, but the apology itself was very welcome. And that's kind of, you know, I don't own the game, so it's not like I feel like I was owed an apology for anything because I'm, I haven't purchased it or played it yet or experienced any of the bugs or whatever. But I was just, I appreciated it.
0: Yeah, I, I fall in the same camp as you, Sweeney, because, you know, I think... You know, we're all very cynical people, actually, even compared to the average internet person. But um, I, I whether whether he felt bad because he, you know, it's ruined their reputation to a large degree, or you know, for whatever other reasons, or he does actually feel genuinely it's a bit of like it's quite shameful, like how it's all played out. But to me, he did seem like he was genuinely.
2: Oh, I feel he's totally like, genuine. Yeah,
0: bummed out, sad. You know, like yeah, you know, embarrassed by the situation, but. I don't know. It's kind of the same take as Swinney, but to me it seems so obvious that they knew it was not ready to come out. Like, and it, it's kind of like that in itself is such an obvious statement, right? People play it within 10 minutes and go, what the hell? This game is like so yeah, absolutely. broken on consoles, right?
2: Even on PC, by the way, you know, yeah. he, it, it, he made it out like on PC, it's perfectly fine. And because it got reviewed all right. Even on well, no, PC, there's just so that. many said, things that aren't quite said, right.
0: You know, there are things that we need to improve, but the PC version of the version we're really proud of, but he did even acknowledge with the PC version that, They were like, it's not perfect, Mm. but yeah. Like it's just, it's very scummy. It's still very, very scummy, this whole thing because, and and just dipping into the the Jason Schreier article um, and it only came out, so I'm expecting you probably haven't had a chance to read it, Mike, but. No, I haven't yet. Like, Sweeney, it'd be good to get your take on it. But like, I, I thought it was a good article. The two things that really stood out to me is very clearly internally, there's this whole double dipping effect that they wanted to try to participate in, which is how do you get it out on the quote unquote current gen at the time, which is PS4 and Xbox One? You know, get the good sales from then, and then when the game comes out on the next gen or current gen as it is now, PS5 and Xbox Series you know, you can release another full-fledged version again, give a free upgrade to people who already have it, but there's so many people that would go, oh, I just want to get the clean version of the PS5, hmm. like they did with The Witcher 3, right? And that seemed to be such a motivator in this whole situation because all the dates that they were pushing for were really, you know, before the next-gen were coming out, and then they were so desperate to just push it out the door even when, you know, next-gen were just sort of on the doorstep for a lot of people. And then the other one uh, that I want to get your, your take on as well, Swinny, is that the E three twenty eighteen demo was completely faked, and like the whole thing was just all jerry rigged, and there was not any part of that really used in the actual game itself. Which, which I was like, wow.
1: Which we yeah. actually kind of knew already, but this gives you more context around it. Mm. Um, I think the did article a lot of that though. I think the article is unfair about that. Um, or at least the some of I guess the people that've spoken to it. Obviously, they're, they're people that worked on the game, so they know way more than a random internet person. Um, but to say that they felt like it was a waste of time that that showing just that boosted this game's profile so much. Like the, that was so worth it for to get Cyberpunk to be the next big thing. You know, before then, people were hyped for cyberpunk, but it wasn't the biggest game. You know that's coming out, yeah. and that E3 demo, which they first only showed to behind closed doors, and then they eventually released, had a very clear statement at the front. I don't remember the exact wording of it. I wish I brought it up before this, but it made it very clear that this was. An it says example. work in
0: progress does not represent the final look of the game. Yeah. So I but, think but that essentially what I we're watching is like something that's, that's not the game. This isn't the game.
1: I think it's. I think that was fair though, because of how like you got to think this. That was well before, like that was quite a while ago as well. I'm more. I'm more acceptable of that than I am of something like Colonial Marines, where they didn't make that. They they didn't make that clear wow. at the start. Now Colonial Marines. I that one, <laughs> Colonial Marines. Like to be fair to them. Like, a lot of people have learnt from their mistakes, including this, you know, like, a, a lot of people putting that stuff that like, does not represent game footage, a lot of that came from those debacles. But I think that, like, that had a point. It, it created, it made Cyberpunk the biggest game that was on the horizon. So mm. I think it was important.
0: Yeah, I, look, and I'm being a little bit of devil's advocate here, because I do understand that when you're doing demos... And vertical slices, sometimes you don't have everything working. So you do have to jerry-rig things and patch Mm. things in. And, you know, there was the, probably the most famous demo of all time. Now you'd have to say is when uh, Steve Jobs unveiled the iPhone and famously that didn't work unless they pressed it in a very specific order. It was like the apps. If you open Safari before mail, it would crash. So you had to like show mail first and then Safari and, you know, it was very, all kind of a lot of BS. Let's be real. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 So like, I get it. But then at the same time to kind of, you know, hear so f- clearly that they're like, they pretty much didn't use that, that code. Like that, w- I, I think the thing that excuses is, it, is most of the game is actually there. You know, people have done the comparisons. This is what the E3 yeah. version looked like. This is what the actual game mm. looked like. It's not the same. And you can see it's almost like they've made a CGI version of what the game is, and then they've somehow backward engineered that. It's just, it's a little bit dodgy th- again. And
1: the and same th- happened with Witcher Three. Like, yeah, there's, I, know, there's, I know. This is not a new thing in gaming. This no. is just one of the most profile, highest profile examples of it. You know, I, I think
0: it's. I think the biggest point is like when you miss the target, it's when you get yourself into a lot of trouble. And they probably actually haven't missed the target as, many, as much as other people say they have. It's more the bugs and the crashes that's really destroying the gameplay ability. But for me, the one thing that like, I actually feel so bad for the devs. Like, they're going to be working on trying to figure out a way to get this to be running at any level on the PS4. Yeah. I and it's just, just going to be so painful, man. Like, God, it's going to be on,
2: Even on PC, there's parts where you, you, you can tell it's, it's struggling. It's just the scope of the game is so massive. Yeah. And the the number of systems that I mean I, again I, I haven't got I've done any game development but I've worked with developers on other well, things. Well,
0: you need to do game development. That's a part of your New Year's resolution. Well, I
2: need to do it this year, yeah. <laughs> but I know the complexity of getting all these all these different things to fit together, and all these different teams that work independently, and the sheer number of bugs, and that is almost exponential when you start introducing all the different platforms that you need to test against. So. But it comes down to the whole, you know, business decision of you have deadlines and budgets and timelines, and in the end, it's 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 a business you're running. And I feel like in this particular case, they just made the wrong decision. But I can also see how it would have been difficult because they would have had contracts with Sony with Microsoft. Hmm. Um, there would have been a lot of things that you know held them to that deadline. They already pushed a deadline multiple times. I feel I feel I actually feel sorry for them. It's not like I don't think anyone's evil in this. Anyone kind of went ah screwed. We'll just you know put this half-assed product out to gamers. Who cares? We'll get our money and move on. It's nothing like that. I think mm. they were just stuck in a really difficult situation, made a crappy decision to release it instead of saying you know what we're going to have to keep delaying this for another six to twelve months, which would have caused a lot of issues as well, right? People would have just been screaming all over the shop. I'm going to boycott this game, etc. But it probably would have been a better decision, I think. Overall, yeah,
1: they're a victim of their own ambition, and they absolutely were. Yeah. They imagine. So you talk about the PS4. To me, not knowing anything about game development, one of the ways is obviously to to downgrade things. You know, to 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 find a way to get those assets to stream in better on older platforms by having less things to to stream in you know and people aren't going to be happy with that outcome either it's a tough situation
2: mm. it was too ambitious and i think but you know back when they started in 2012 technology has changed a ton in 8 years so it it's probably it's maybe a good lesson for developers that know their game is going to take quite a lot of time that they should probably either not make any promises about platforms moving forward because technology changes too much Mm. or, you know, introduce things later to say, you know, we're developing this on PC, we're looking at, you know, um, potentially other revenues and maybe just before release or something or a year before release, they go, okay, we're going to release this on on other consoles as well.
0: Yeah, look, I I totally echo where Swinney's coming from on this one that... Because I've read through Jason Schreier's first book, which is Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, and they have a whole chapter on CD Projekt Red and The Witcher 3 and the development of that game. It's really interesting. And they were so ambitious back then as well. Like the whole discussion in the studio was, you know, when we have side quests, we don't want it to be just like a fetch quest or something boring. We want it to be like a rich story. It's like a, you know, like almost a mainline story in itself, all the side quests. And, you know, everyone was so stretched to get that game done. And that sort of like then spurred on the whole, hey, we don't want to crunch again, rah, 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 all that stuff that they backed off on. Um, But you could see even back then they were being so ambitious about how the game was going to be structured. Um, Look, like, I hope, like, the next update we have about this game, you know, they've laid out their plans for 2021. I think, like, as we said, they're pushing out the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions to late this year like late 2021, so probably around October time. And they're releasing free DLC and some major patches in the next couple of months. So, you know, I hope that that cleans it up and I really hope that they are able to put a good version of the game onto PS4 and to Xbox One um, that people can play because a lot of people don't have access to high-end PCs. They will, yeah. yeah.
2: And as someone who's playing through the game as is and and massively enjoying it... On PC, Um, I I don't want to discredit the the crazy amount of work that they've done on this game. There are so many times where I just stop and I just admire a vehicle or I admire a sunset or something. It's just brilliant, even as is. So I actually really, really look forward to playing it again once they've added a whole bunch of features, patches, etc., in a couple of years' time or so. Um, Yeah. And the crunch thing, just a really quick thing on the crunch thing, um, I really feel for the developers that had to go through that. Um, I've worked in other industries where, you know, you're not expected to crunch, but the reality is you, you do crunch. There were periods where I worked, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day for two, three weeks at a time and not even doing anything that I thought was fun. It was stuff that I thought was boring as batshit, Um, And it kind of happens across every industry, not just the gaming industry, I think. That's not to excuse the behavior. I think you know you want to plan it so you don't get to that level, but it happens in a lot of different industries. It's not just something that I think people make it out like it's just a gaming thing. It's not. Mm.
0: So delays. Delays are going to be a big component of this year. They were a big component of last year. <laughs> and we've had a lot of announcements on delays this week. So one uh, being Super Nintendo World, uh, which was originally just scheduled to open on the 4th of Feb this year, so just about three weeks away, has from Universal Studios Japan have actually delayed the opening of the game. So Japan is, is suffering through you know, a big wave of coronavirus right now. Obviously, they're hosting the... 2020 Olympics this year uh, in June, July, and they are... You know, even Nintendo trying to get behind the push for the Olympics. That's part of the reason why they wanted to open up Super Nintendo World before the Olympics happened. Uh, but just given with everything that's going on, you know, probably not a great idea to get a whole bunch of people into a very small area um, and, you know, crammed mm. into, like, little amusement rides. It's, like,
1: that's- it's not even a, that it was a not a good idea. They, they can't because... They're in a state of emergency in that region. Yes,
0: true. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest hit areas as well, uh, where Universal Studios Japan is. Uh, also, we have uh, Ubisoft's Extreme Sports title, which you're into, Swinny, uh, Riders Republic, which yep. had been delayed until later this year. Originally, it was coming out next month. Avalanche's Hogwarts Legacies delayed to next year. And Capcom's new IP Pragmata is being pushed back to 2023. So were there any ones that you wanted to tackle there?
1: Oh look, um, that Rise Republic. It's interesting because you could kind of see that coming by the fact that they'd been so silent on that game mm. outside of some stuff that I've, I've seen them put up on the YouTube. There was no like news articles really coming out about it. I think a lot of people had forgotten it existed. Um, but there's no buzz announced. about that game either. There is no buzz, no. Um, and there's there's part like there's part of me is interested in that game, but um, I don't like like the whole crazy. Crazy, colorful, anarchistic look of it. Like I'm not. That's not what I'm into the game. I'm looking to it because it looked cool to mountain bike down a mountain. You know.
0: So well because I've you know you know I listen to a lot of uh, gaming podcasts and it was kind of interesting to hear people's reaction to it. Everyone's pretty much consistent with like really like the idea of a game like that, but have zero interest of it being a multiplayer game. Mm. Which I also agree with. Like I don't want to play a game like that in a multiplayer fashion. So I I want to keep my eyes on that game because I do wonder if they're gonna change some of the fundamental a uh, fundamental nature of what that game is. Um, and then the other one is Hogwarts legacy. Like do you think at all this has anything to do with just like trying to put some space in between the current kerfuffle around the the games well the you know, the character creator and sort of all the sort of public backlash there?
1: I, I don't think, but I think it's just a nice benefit of mm. that by the further they get away from J.K. Rowling's transphobic remarks. Um, hope, you know, I don't know the last time she made any, but she seems to make them on a pretty regular basis these <laughs> she days. She does, yeah, she does. Um, yeah. that's you know, whether, regardless of your thoughts, or anyone's thoughts around that, it causes issues for anyone involved with that franchise. So... Th- I think it's just a nice benefit is the fact that the further they can get away
0: from that controversy. Um, yeah. Hey, Mike, you're a bit loud on your end because I can hear you drinking. Um,
1: <laughs> well, sorry. It's No, he's doing, it's the new ASMR. Um, yeah. Big weekend like... week <laughs> ASMR.
0: All the way through. It's like I'm hearing you drinking. Um, yeah, like you're probably right, Sweeney, that they, they said, you know, this game's not ready. And then I could imagine being in a boardroom where they're like, okay, should we delay it? And then you're probably thinking in the back of your head, Hopefully by then a lot of that heat has taken out of the system because I feel like if this game gets released, it's going to get a lot of backlash, which may not be the most fair thing ever. Just, I get that people don't like their creator, but there's a lot of devs that are working on this game and they're going to like suffer because of one person's opinions that, you know, 99% of people don't agree with. So
1: there's a, there's a lot of people that don't care about any of that stuff and just want to play Harry Potter as well. That's true. So, That's, true. Yeah.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah, and Pragmata is interesting that it's already been delayed because I, I didn't know there was a release date for that game.
1: So what's weird about that is, um, and I don't, I, I don't know if I've got this one hundred percent correct, but so a, a lot of bunch of release dates got kind of confirmed in a recent PlayStation video that they put up, and mm. I, that I think they've since taken down or modified around. Some yeah, of that yeah.
0: Stuff. So that was around um, Sony's CES presentation, so That's the Consumer right. Electronics Show, and they had the original video at the end of that that had in very fine print, but, you know, everyone's always reading every single detail of these things. They had a whole slew of the games and they actually said like, you know, Feb 2022 and blah, 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 blah. And then that's all been removed, that final final slide. So I don't know what's going on with Sony because remember this happened multiple times now with Sony.
1: I know, like, the whole with... Demon Souls on PC yeah. and Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> on, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was they so getting strange. people's hopes up
0: oh well They're they de- definitely will dude like because Final Fantasy almost all of them have come out on PC eventually and the one with Demon's Souls that's kind of interesting if that came to PC because that does actually make me go oh should I get a PS5 because I really want to play that game on PS5 but yeah no this game coming out in 2023 I was like like I said I didn't expect it to even come out this year or next year so I was kind of surprised anyway that it was supposed to come out like that soon 'Cause it looks cool, it looks different, it looks weird. And Capcom have been doing a lot of good stuff recently. Alright, let's move on to the next story. So uh I did want to add this because we really haven't spoken about uh arcade one up. Uh so arcade one up, they create licensed arcade cabinets, and these are like about three quarter size cabs, maybe two thirds, something of that order. Um <coughs> so they're definitely Are they just as
2: tall though? Skinnier, no. but just so you gotta like
0: no, that's, that's what I'm saying. They're three... Qu- like, I think they're about two-thirds the size of a regular cabinet. So, like, if you see them in person, and I've seen a lot of them in person, they, it does look funny, like, when they don't have a riser, but you can mm. buy these risers for them. So, they... Okay. It's, right, like, right, 30 right, centimetres right. extra. And then at that point, you can kind of play it. But they do look smaller, but then it does make perfect sense, though, because you're not going to buy a full-size cab. Like, they are really hard to transport, like, a full-size mm. cabinet. And they take up so much room. Whereas one of these, you can legitimately put it into a room or your house or anything. And it kind of looks, it kind of looks cute or neat. Like I've seen people's reaction when they see these one-up arcade one-up cabs and they're sort of like, Oh, that looks kind of cool. Right. But then that's it for 99% of people. They're like, Hey, whatever.
2: Um, and is it, is it one game per cabinet?
0: Yeah. So the way I'll explain. So the way it works is, uh, they license the games and they then do the conversions. And normally what they'll do is they'll have a theme. So there's a whole bunch of games that are coming out at the moment. So they've got Xbox, uh, sorry, Xbox, X-Men, four-player. So that's got X-Men. I that. yeah. Captain America and the Avengers and the Avengers and the Galactic Storm. Then they've got Dragon's Lair. So that's its own cabinet. And it's got HD, HD transfers of Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair 2 and Space Ace. Killer Instinct, it's going to have its own cabinet. It's got Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct 2 and Battletoads. And then there's a Pong four-player pub table which is a sit-down version of pong but it's four player and then they also have tempest and super breaker so it's that kind of theme that kind of thing
1: let's say something quick note about Battletoads arcade um i don't know if you know this but in the rare replay collection you can unlock these amazing videos where they talk about all the games from like tim stamper and everything like that and they've They've put some of these up on the YouTube channel, I think, for Rare. But in one of those, they talk about Battletoads Arcade, which is in Rare Replay, where they actually say that they made a boss so difficult just to get people to have to use more quarters. Like, they... Actually, I heard in the that, videos yeah. where they said this is yeah. actually, they made it even harder. Where it's almost impossible <laughs> to beat it on one life. You have to actually yeah. spend more money. So that's it's good that you don't actually have to. I'm assuming you don't have to put your own money into your own cabinet to play. <laughs> but it's okay.
0: That would be actually funny if they did that. Um, and probably you know, because like I'm a very big purist, so I would really struggle in getting something like this just because you know it, it, they use lcd screens they don't use the crt screens you know i'm a nutcase when it comes to this kind of stuff but they are very very cool these things and i think, I think it's, it's cool but
2: the fact that they're so sorry the, the fact that they it's a single sort of set of games yeah uh it it doesn't even really it's not even the real deal in that sense well, it's a they're, scaled they're down they're
0: officially licensed and they do look amazing i'm sure i'm sure i'm
2: sure they run great and everything like that but i feel like it It becomes more of a niche thing because it's not only do you not get the original thing at the original scale with the original shitty CRT screens, but you're very limited on what you can get. And if you want to get multiple games, you're just going to have to fill your whole house with cabinets. And I feel like how many people were so obsessed by X-Men that they're going to pay whatever it takes to just get the scaled down version of that cabinet. Unless you can mod it or hack it or do that kind of stuff
1: out of all of them you happen to choose the one that is probably the most popular out of all of these because it's four player x-men well yeah and that's like a cult hit that one
2: it is a cult hit but even any of them you know you'd you'd have to be super loaded or really be saying to killer instinct to do that versus just to i don't know shove an xbox into a cabinet and play killer instinct on that it's yeah it's an interesting one
1: this is for people that aren't interested in building their own custom stuff because people have done that for years and years. This is for people that just want to buy something to have in their office. Um, you know, I've seen heaps of times when mm-hmm. I've been to a, an agency or something, and they've just got these kind of cabinets just set up so that people can play them in their foyers. Not so much in the COVID days, we'll see yeah. how that stuff goes in the future, but um, no, but I gotcha.
2: And I almost feel like it, it almost feels like they're a business to business product almost more than a business to consumer product. That oh, I wouldn't say that. I wonder, I say that, well, that. I don't know. I, I, I would love to know what the sales are. I wonder if, if places like what you just said, Swinney, are more likely to get this than than the, you know, the everyday consumer when it's so limited in what you can do on this thing unless you can hack it or you can open it up to other things.
0: Yeah, like, I, I know people... I personally
2: wouldn't, wouldn't fork even, you know, a hundred bucks to fill my room just to play one game.
0: You wouldn't pay a hundred dollars to get one of these? No, nah.
2: nah. <laughs> unless, that's, that's unless I knew you could you could mod it to do something else on it. I think so what, how, I much, agree... how much are these retailing at?
1: So, I agree with Mike in the sense that there's a space cost, you know, like... Just for one game, yeah, yeah. Like the, the amount of space this takes up, I understand. Like the well, the price, games, but- the price thing, like that's ridiculous, Mike. But the idea of this actually costs me in space is a huge thing, which yeah. I'm yeah, sure... Yeah, look, oh,
2: by the way, I, I, there's no way those things would be that cheap. I'm just saying, even if they somehow got to that cheap, I still wouldn't spend a hundred bucks to I, fill my, my house up just to play one game. I just How much does this retail for? I,
0: I couldn't believe... Just wait, I'll get to that. I I can't yeah. believe you wouldn't get it if it was a hundred dollars. Like No. Really, you spend money on everything. Wouldn't game. do
2: it. Wouldn't you, do
0: you've it. You've got a PS5 in the background just as an ornament that you don't no, play. No, but, but I wouldn't...
2: No, no, I actually do play that. I wouldn't I value like like Swinny just said. I value my space okay. too much to fill it with something that literally can only do one one little thing. Sure, It'd be sure. the most useless thing in my entire house, probably. <laughs> when you can get you can get a you know a little you can build a little tiny PC or you can get a Raspberry Pi and run a bunch of these games. How, yes, yeah. it's unlicensed. How and stuff, about so a, a cabinet sized but...
1: cabinet size Super Mario Game of Watch? There we go.
0: <laughs>
2: no, I,
1: de-
0: so, I definitely wouldn't So just on the price So <laughs> in America generally These things go for about 400 US dollars Which I think For what it is And what you're getting It's an officially It licensed makes sense. Product. It's an yeah. amazing deal Like such a good deal And you do Like there's well, heaps of I don't videos I think it's on, a good deal There's heaps of videos on YouTube Where people have actually got Like collections of these Like a whole room full of Like 20 of them and stuff like that. Um,
2: Some people have too much money.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, but people have... Uh, not hobbies, enough sense. They're crazy hobbies. Um, but collecting
2: think, stuff like this isn't a hobby, but anyway.
0: Well, I think this is the guy that has like 500 pens, so I don't think you can judge that's anyone.
2: That's not a hobby, though. It's an addiction. <laughs> that is definitely yeah, not I a hobby. It's a, it's I mean, a problem is what it is.
0: Um, and in Australia, they, they do vary. Like, you can get them from Costco. I think that's generally the best way to get them in Australia. So they go anywhere from... It's like $600, 700 to all the way up to $1,000. It's it's way more varied in Australia than it is. In That's states.
2: nuts, though, just to play three games.
0: So, Dude, like it's I don't like, get people, it. what they like to do, you know. So hey, int- no,
2: you don't get me wrong, absolutely. People can do whatever they want, but I think it's just nuts. So it's a waste God, of space, it's a waste of money.
1: So God, They RK1UP has done NBA Jam cabinets before, haven't yes. they?
0: Yes. An NBA Jam is probably their most popular cabinet and it's also the one that they put the most amount of effort in. So they actually have wireless, like Wi-Fi on that cabinet and you can play against other people uh, with their NBA Jam cabinets. So there's like this whole little network of people that are playing against each other in these arcade one-up cabs. I think Killer
1: Instinct Um, has uh, Wi-Fi as well. Um, So I guess I'm taking that. But with NBA Jam specifically... um, also want to bring that up because apparently they're making a documentary about it.
0: Yeah, so there's this book that I wanted to get, actually. I love NBA Jam. It's like a real seminal game for me. And I think, you know, the game that I'm making, the AFL game, or I should say Aussie Rules game because I'll get sued by the AFL. <laughs> um, like, definitely, like, there's a lot of inspiration from NBA Jam. Like, that whole idea of I want to make a game where I can just hand a controller to someone and they can just play it. Like it's not like a real mechanically sophisticated type of game or anything like that. And that was very much NBA Jam. So there's this really cool book about NBA Jam and it had been optioned for a documentary and it's actually now being funded. So they're going to have a documentary on NBA Jam. And I've actually read a lot of the book already. I don't own the book, but I've read excerpts and everything like that. And it's quite interesting. And listening to the devs talk about how the game came about, because they had to fight tooth and nail to get that game out there. Like the NBA didn't want it. They didn't believe in it. Like a a big component for the NBA. And this is like, I'll tell you one story from the book is the NBA itself, like the headquarters, David Stern, who was running it at the time, he's passed away uh, only last year. They were based in New York city. So in times square. And I don't know if you you know, but like in the late eighties, early nineties, it was like a cesspit, like times square at the time. Like, prostitution like everything going on drugs it was crazy right so all these executives they associated arcades with the cesspit that was times square at the time so they thought it was like the most disgusting like only you know horrible people go play at the arcades so they had to like do so much work to get their mind shifted and then they basically went to like the most suburban friendly like everyone's smiling you know nuclear family type thing and got these execs to see nba jam being played by families and things like that and they how wholesome in the, it is so and the mini
2: documentary on high score i think was it called high score the one on netflix there was an episode on that covered a, a little bit of nba jam yeah, yeah it wouldn't yeah. go to this level of yeah. detail but it covered i think Little things like that. So now now instead you can enjoy one of these cabinets in the cesspool of your own home.
0: (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it. I really hope that they mention something about uh, Michael Jordan because there's a whole thing about... There's a version of the game that Michael Jordan is in the game. Yeah, because he's
2: not in the normal one, right?
0: No, and they built a specific Hmm. cabinet for him where he's in the game. (laughs) And there was a version of the game that they have it, so it still hasn't leaked. So I think one day it will. Um, So yeah, these things are cool. Don't listen to Mike, who's the hater. Like no, don't you, listen to
2: me. Go spend your thousand dollars to play one game, and then hate <laughs> yourself because you could have spent a thousand dollars on your children instead.
0: I, I just look at it and think about all the money you've spent on things. But anyway, I'll hey,
2: but that's why I have the ability. I've gone through that. I can tell people, don't do what I did. Okay, <laughs> children, I've gone through this. It's a bad idea. Don't waste your money on shit like this.
0: <laughs> all right, let's get into the next item. I'll throw. I'll be back in a sec. Sweetie. Hey, you're on mute, Sweeney, oh. I
2: think. Is, is he a mute or is he gone? No, did, he's on did
0: mute.
2: he on Did he get annoyed at the fact Okay, that, okay, um, Mike. There Mike, he is! Mike. Hello! All right, sorry. Yeah.
1: Mike, don't run yet. Hi, hi. Don't run, don't run. Okay, I'm not running, I'm not running. All right, I've running. got a specific thing for you planned for this segment, all right? Oh, so okay. This, all right, so what we're talking about now is a really, really cool game that got uh, released this week, which was... Uh, It's a crossover between Wolfenstein 3D and Super Monkey Ball, which is, honestly, if you would ask me about two games to (laughs) combine together, I would never have (laughs) ever expected these. Um, And just because Mike, you know, is, is like a... A toddler with ADHD. I'm going to give him this link to play the game while we're actually talking about it
2: and see what score he can get. Because it's is, is that what is that the name of the podcast this week? Toddler <laughs> <Yeah>. with ADHD. <laughs> so uh, what's the so Mike? Which I've, one of the links? So Where Mike, I've just I've just given you the link. <laughs> and I want you to play. Yeah. It's in the browser, okay. and I want yeah. to see what okay. score you can get by the time of the end of this uh, short segment. Oh, by the end of this! Oh man, I've yeah. got yeah. the worst mouse though. Put, so put, I put yourself on mute you can...
1: because you're so loud. Yeah, yeah okay. You yeah, can yeah, use yeah. Okay, your, okay. you can use the WASD keys and, and stuff. Like oh, WASD, sweet. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. All right. So, All right.
2: see you guys in a sec.
1: This game, this game was, God, uh, <laughs> this game was made by a developer named Nikki Reader, and mm. it's on itch.io. And honestly, I love this game. Uh, it's so much fun. So basically you're BJ Blazkowicz from, you know, the iconic Wolfenstein uh, player or character rolling around in a monkey ball in the Wolfenstein levels. And it's it plays exactly like Monkey Ball and it's like, it even zooms in on the Wolfenstein Ooh. map at the beginning. This is uh, such a cool idea. Now, I don't know how long <laughs> it's going to last being oh, up. not very long. Um, it's... I don't know how much Sega cares about taking stuff down. They're actually, Sega's pretty, um, assuming they still hold the Monkey Ball license, I think they do. They're, Sega's generally actually been supportive for fan projects in the past. I have no idea about its Id Software Wolfenstein. But um, if anything, they're, they're using more Wolfenstein assets than Monkey Ball. Um, but I think this is really, really cool. And uh, yeah, if if it wasn't for the fact that I didn't know uh, intergot how, if it would mess with your setup, I was actually going to get you both to play as I was talking about it and then see who got the highest score. But <laughs> um, so I think this is really, really neat. Um, and also while I just put as a related note, since then I've watched it, there was also a, a mod for Goldeneye or a map and a mod released this week, mm-hmm. which was uh, a Mario mod set in Peach's Castle. And that's actually also awesome. If you watch the the video of it, it's not in in the show because, as I said, like I didn't know if we were going to talk about it. But when you actually watch it, like the coop the Coopers are set up like enemies in Goldeneye with location damage, and it's the whole castle as well. Like I was expecting it just to be like the foyer area outside, but you go all the way up into the different rooms and and in like the waterway areas. Just a really really cool thing. So just a really weird week for game
0: crossovers so we've got you know Wolfenstein 3D Monkey Ball and Goldeneye Mario sheesh this actually reminds me of um the randomizer that because these mashups are becoming much more common now the probably my favorite mashup randomizer is the Super Metroid Zelda Link Awakening uh, sorry Link to the Past uh mashup have you heard about this one Swinny?
1: I love it and they run it at AGDQ as well
0: Yeah, that one's amazing. And the thing that's amazing about that, because it actually is a ROM, right? And the only reason why they can get it to work the way it works is because the way that the memory registers work in Super Metroid and the way that they work in Link to the Past is such that one of the games uses half of the registers, like the left registers, and the other game uses the right registers, just by pure chance. And because they can do that, they can just basically put them over the top of each other and they never clash or conflict or ever use the same memory. So they were like this huge lucky thing that was able to happen. And then really like all they're doing is just like going, when you go through that jump, it's like go through that door or, you know, uh, you know, doors in both games effectively, then patch you to another part of the other game and it just runs like normal. It's just incredible how they worked all that, all that out. So yeah, it's crazy. I love and, these mashups.
1: Yeah, like watch watch some stuff on uh, GameStop Quick around it. It's really fun to watch. Um, so, I'm I'm I think that's enough. So, Mike, how did you go? What what
0: score did you're you get? You're on to? mute, Mike. As much as I'd like you to be on mute normally, but you, you're on mute <laughs> at the moment. Mike.
2: Sorry, seven thousand five hundred fifty. Seven thousand five hundred fifty. Cool. Thank you very score, much. So so that's
1: the score to beat for the people listening. Is Mike's score of seven thousand. I have no idea if that's
2: good or not. Am I allowed like to keep playing? <laughs> no. Mike's
0: Mike's it's pretty very, good at games, so. Mike is pretty good at games, So I'd imagine he's first... So, that was your first score, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And so, we'll had- see if the listeners can beat that first score. And something. have you ever played Monkey
1: Ball ever, Mike? Nope. There you go. Your first experience of Monkey Ball was a
0: Wolfenstein first. It's pretty good. I like
2: it. <laughs> it's a good crossover. It's a perfect crossover, actually. All <laughs> crossovers should be like this. Cool. <laughs>
0: Okay. Roll Are around,
2: we... kill some Nazis.
0: Let, let's, uh, yeah, maybe shut, shut that game off, Mike, and let's get into the last story. So, again, I'll hand it over to you, Swenny. Okay. So, a
1: little while back, I talked about, um, you know, my favorite website, the site I visit every day, True Achievements, um, and the events that they tend, they run all throughout the year. And the big, the last big one was the 12 Days of Christmas, which is my favorite one. And they've actually just uh, they've now announced the latest event, which is just really, really neat. So I just wanted to talk about it and let everyone know they've got an event called Warboats. So they did this last year and they brought it back, and I think they've improved it a bit. Which is basically battleship.
0: Oh yeah, with, I can see it on the screen. So with achievements. There's like an eight by eight matrix. Yeah. So this is
1: wild. Just the I to be able to come up with this idea and implement it and develop it within the site and have it work almost flawlessly. Hey Mike is, it's loud on your end. Is it's just absolutely wild, I reckon. Um so what they do is they when you register actually I'll say before you register sorry, they give you a heads up that to curate your collection because what it will do, it will generate the grid of the the game based off locked achievements you haven't got yet. So what oh. they do is say hey, go to your games collection, mark any games off that you don't want to include um, because mm. there's going to be a lot of them. You know, There's a lot of games. I, I don't include a lot of my 360 games because I can't be bothered going and setting up my 360. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my games are currently in storage as well, so even if it's backwards compatible. So you can curate that, and they allow you to bulk update stuff. It's just such a good uh, setup. But when you're ready, you... You click, you register, and it generates your grid. And it will only include what they call low ratio achievements, so easy achie- easier achievements in games.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, because they've got the internal. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's get, wild. Yeah.
1: They don't, there's every <laughs> every achievement in onshore achievements has flags. So it could be saying what kind of achievement it is. Is it time sensitive? Is it related to collectibles? And one of them is time consuming. So they don't include those ones. Yeah. Um, they don't. Another one is unobtainable, so you can't actually unlock this, so they, they don't include those. So it's really good they make it so that the it's it is achievable. You can do this challenge. But it still depends on what you've got in your co- in your collection. So I honestly I looked at when it generated for me, I looked at it and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be tough. Um, <laughs> because they it follows the exact standard rules of battleship. You've got five ships with the same sizes hidden around, there's no diagonal ships and stuff and to unlock what they call like a challenge badge to say hey you took part in this and completed you only need to take out one of the ships oh, okay. um but to do all five of them that would be that'd be pretty tough so i don't know how successful i'm going to beat this one but i just think it's a really neat thing and they do this all the time communities um some of the just a heads up some of the other challenges they have um they have head-to-head battles where they'll pick people that have the same locked achievements and then you you change week to week. So whoever wins moves on to the next week. And they've got another one, which is my favorite, which is a Hangman uh, game where you will unlock based on the first letter of the achievement and you play Hangman with it. So it's just True Achievements. Yeah, fantastic. And I think it's uh, the kind of stuff that I love to, you know,
0: love to be part of with, with that community. I have to say, because so I'm not like a member of the True Achievements family, but they they go to a level... That I I almost can't even think of any other community that goes to like the amount of like effort coding work that they do to make fun little events like this. It's actually superior than what the the platforms themselves do. It's, it's which is wild. just insane. It's wild. This is really cool. This is really cool that they're able to do this, and I love how they've thought about all the niche stuff. Like, oh, you know. Because I'm sure the ratios, like some of the ratios are probably low, but it's actually quite time consuming to get a certain achievement. It's just the fact that people, a lot of people have played the game or it's, you know, one of those ones that takes 10 hours, but you just do it naturally in the game anyway. So. Well,
1: also the ratio is only based off who it knows has started the game. So if the first achievement takes for ages to get to as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a great, great event. Awesome. No,
0: that's, that's really cool. All right. Let's get into my favorite segment of the week. So the bargain bin. So I'll zip through it this week. Um, so on Epic star Wars, battlefront two is available for free. I have it installed and it's soaking up a huge amount of hard drive space waiting for Mike to install it and play it, but I don't think he will, uh, on the Nintendo switch cyber shadow, uh, is coming out uh, on the 25th, 26th of January and that will have a launch discount of 25% so it's going to be twenty two is a part of Game Pass but I actually now think that's only Xbox not PC so I'm a bit annoyed about that. Uh, Grandia HD collection is $30 until the 21st of Jan and Saturday morning RPG is $2.50 until the 22nd of Jan. In terms of PlayStation uh, what was spotted uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain is $75.50 off so it's ten dollars away journey to the unexpected is 75 percent off six dollars fifty and the tech romancer is 80 percent off five dollars uh was there anything else you wanted to mention here swinny or mike
1: it's the it's the technomancer not the tech romancer just, oh did i ah just, uh... just you know you can't disrespect my uh my my loved beloved spiders developers like that um <laughs> no just uh one thing about the xbox sales so it's difficult to talk much about xbox sales unless they have like a big season thing because they actually change the sales over just after like a day after our podcast comes out so that's why i actually never include any of that stuff even though i would Mm. actually sometimes grab it so that's a shame but there is a psa i do have um so a little while back uh, probably about a month ago i talked about that um, Shadow of Mordor's uh, a couple of achievements would become unavailable because they're shutting down the servers and that mm. was the case so it wasn't incorrect information but they've actually the real credit to the developers um and the publishers they've they've actually gone ahead and done the work necessary to make it so that won't happen now um, and they've patched it so that those things don't require the servers anymore to be actually be unlocked so that game is 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 still completable which is great cuz now it's actually gone back on my list to potentially play, uh, complete again. Mm. So,
0: yeah. Okay. No, that's really cool. All right. Well, let's get into a special feature that I do not actually know what it's about. So, i just hand it over to you, Swinney.
1: Yeah. So, this generally will do one, uh, feature, special feature a week at minimum. And this week I'm like, okay, we, we didn't have anything. I'm like, okay, what, um, what am I going to do? Should I plan a quiz? Should I do something special? And then I thought, nah, you know what? I'll just talk about my Xbox Series
0: X. Oh, so you did get a Series X? He did get it. <laughs> what a bastard! <laughs> oh my god, you—you're you. going to ruin the intro <laughs> in devious now, devious liar. <laughs> Why did you say <laughs> that you didn't get
2: one? Yeah, because it was well, I guess because it would ruin his secret feature. <laughs> it
1: was a surprise segment, and I'm like, well, at that point, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to be dastardly, and I've just got to lie, like just full <laughs> face lie. There's no oh. way around it.
2: Because I was expect- that's okay. That was a good white lie. I because
1: like that. I was expecting you guys to possibly mention it, but I'm like, well, if you don't mention it, then I I won't lie. You know, or at least I'll, no, I'll be. I was, but no, I was I had always going
0: to mention it because I I got the sense that you did get it.
1: Mm. We were
0: saying about hey, it's on sale.
1: Yeah, so I actually I got it. I've had it for about since Thursday, I think now. Okay, um, nice.
0: And so where'd you get did it, you- by the way? So yeah. I actually got Microsoft. it from.
1: I got it from Microsoft.
0: So nice. wow, it delivered really quickly.
1: Yeah, it was That's super quick. Wow, pretty much. Yeah, I think it was next day. I think I, wow. I ordered pretty early. It's Impressive. Um I think it was next day. If not, it was the day after that. Um That's really good. But yeah, so it came Valhalla. And, Well, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I've, let listen. I've I'm got so a list excited I'm excited for him. This, this is I'm this, so excited this, for him. this is Swinney joining the next generation. You have got to build up to that stuff you know, <laughs> <like> the... Exactly. <laughs> so, first of all the console itself. Um, look, a lot of this stuff is obviously not new information, but I think it's it's good to kind of maybe mention some of this stuff again as part of, you know, what I found when I when I turn this thing on um, but first of all the actual console itself look we, we all know it's big not as tall as the playstation but honestly the design suits my preferred setup pretty well um mm. i actually when the th- the 360 was a thing i always did my 360 uh vertical as well and this actually has given me a bit more space around where i set stuff up uh, so i'm actually pretty happy with that nice The, you know, it's got a nice, really clicky power button to it. Honestly, I could do without the green bit at the top. I think it looks nice in, like, nice produced photos and videos. But when you see it in person, I'm like, I don't know, like... It doesn't add to it. It just adds a slight edge of tackiness to it. So
2: yeah, I thought it. I thought initially it was just uh the LEDs or something, That's but it's not. It's actually painted. That's yeah. what I thought
0: until like well into stuck with it, the green. That, yeah, people said that it's just a. Piece
2: but it's of subtle plastic. enough, right? Yeah, it's, it's not, not a, It's
1: not. It's not a big thing. It's just like when we're talking about. This, it's a nice console, but that's the one thing that I'm not sold on, you know. Um, but overall, I like... But the- it's not a deal
2: breaker, I right? Like, you're not going to no, return it to no. Microsoft. It's
0: not a PS5, which is dominant when you walk into a room.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: and overall, Talk of the town. Overall, I like the design, but I do...
1: The design of the Xbox One X is still, to me, my favorite looking console, and then followed by the SNES. But the... <laughs> The the positioning, as I said, like the actual setup and the vertical nature is is better for me. Um, it mm. doesn't feel heavy in Xbox One X, but it is um, because uh. of the shape. So because the you know when I'm picking up the Xbox One X, it's you know a horizontal system, whereas this is just one block. I think it's just the weight distribution makes it feel kind of comparable, but it is heavier. It's like about. I think the 1X is like 3.8 kilograms and the Series X is like 4.45 kilograms. So, it's a heavy machine. I don't know what the PS5 is. Do you know the weight it's of that? five
0: kilos.
2: Wow. Yeah, you can talk. So It's been my only workout during COVID.
0: Random, randomly, I actually read this last night. So, the PS5 isn't even the heaviest PlayStation. Of all time. PS3. What place, would it be the
2: 3? Yeah, the base PS3. Yeah. yeah. The George that was
0: in it, PS1 components. and had everything in it. So, so yeah.
1: the the controller is, look, the controller is obviously very similar to the Xbox One, but it is really nice. Um, it's The new grips that are on the triggers are actually really, really great. Um, I didn't initially appreciate them as much until I got to one of the games and the same with the Rumble until I started playing games that really kind of, use those use the triggers a lot more um mm-hmm. but yeah they're really really nice surprised by how much i really like the d-pad actually so it's a it's a design that's similar to i think one of the elite consoles uh, elite controllers had yeah. this as an option but is, yeah. i do love the X the the one xbox one's d-pad but this one it's nice it's very clicky though um it's a lot louder. Mm. So if you don't like clicky huh. controllers, this is a clicky controller, um, and it's a different. So it's this is a what is that? This is a USB C uh, power cable as well, as opposed to micro mm-hmm. USB, which is appreciated. Um, but the swapping between them as well, I will say, is much easier. Um, so I had to leave. I was leaving a game on. Oh, it's Bug Fables you accrue interest in your bank account, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave it overnight and get more
3: more, more money.
1: Um, and to do that, I had to leave a plugged controller in um, and just swapping between them is really, really easy. I think it's better than, uh, than it's ever been. Um, nice. Getting everything set up was actually... Kind... Now, I'd heard good things about this, but until you go through it, it's kind of eye-opening. So when you turn the console on for the first time, it asks you to use the Xbox app. You don't... It's have to, but that's the main thing it says to way to do it. Yeah, and I already mm-hmm. had the Xbox app and at first I'm like why why does it make sense to get someone off you know off the ecosystem? And I know it's a popular thing in a lot of consumer products now to, to do it this way. But what was great authentication. about authentication. No, well yeah so a couple of reasons. So that I've got benefits that I found from it. So yes, authentication I didn't have to sign in once at all because I already had the Xbox app signed in on my phone. If you don't have that, then you'll need to obviously do it there. But also the fact that it downloads all the system updates while you're going through the setup menu on the app. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so the console will do its thing. You go through the setup on the app, and by the time, well, depending on the internet connection, I guess, but by the time you're done on the app, it's ready to go, pretty much. That's really cool. And what I it does like that. is that then it says if you've got a Xbox One X or Xbox One, it goes, do you want to copy your settings? Yep. All the same settings for across the whole interface and platform so i don't have to go through and change any of that stuff mm-hmm. um, my external hard drive from the xbox one x was already there all my games are already there everything was just so it was the most seamless transition i've ever gone from one product uh, i guess consumer product to another let alone consoles it was just so smooth and that's i guess the benefit of why having the the new UI on the Xbox One X and the last gen was mm. actually good for this because it, it just yeah. basically said you're set up and ready to go. Um, yeah, really, really impressed by that. Um, and I think with, you know, the general the UI itself is is really, really fast. But the work they've done on the One X had already gotten it to a much better point. So it is faster just naturally because it's loading a lot of the internal stuff off the SSD um but it's not a huge improvement now if you were to say jump from the xbox one x's interface three years ago to this then yes it would have been like oh my god but because they've done that recent work um but yeah Hmm. very very fast um a weird thing i was worried for some reason that they'd take it out that they would have taken it out with the new animated backgrounds but they didn't thank thank god you can still set achievement artwork as backgrounds Ah, which cool. is just awesome because they some developers, some developers are horrible, but some will put some really nice artwork from the games, concept art, and you can have any of those as backgrounds in, in your platform. So that's really, really cool. The So just I guess as the last thing about setting it up is going to the games and seeing, okay, which ones actually have upgrades for the Series X. So initially I was very confused about How you actually update them. So I had them all on my Xbox, uh, sorry, my internal, sorry, external hard drive. So Call of the Sea, for instance, it's a 10 gig game. So I said to move that across the internal SSD because I want to try, you know, I want to try it on as the next gen version and have that. And it was a 10 gig game that took about two minutes to transfer. So when you think if you have about. 500 gig of games, then just, you know, I guess there's, there's your there's your time thing there. So about two minutes to transfer, 10 gigs. And what I realized was all you have to do is just load the game up and it basically says there's an X-Gen upgrade. It pops up a message okay. and it installs it and you're ready to go with it. Um, but it needs to be on the SSD for it to take advantage of it. Um, otherwise, I'm sure that it might... I didn't test if I tried to launch it before I moved it across. I should have probably done that. But the games. So I actually tried quite a few games out. So Mike, when we talked about the PS five, I think you're like Team Souls.
2: <laughs> that's the only thing yeah, you really playing. tried No, 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 no. That I, I tried I tried Astro, I tried um, I tried a few I tried God of War. Well you didn't, about,
1: you didn't talk about
2: you didn't talk about the And yes I did. I even mentioned that you I tried one of Demon's each Souls. type. <laughs> No no no, to, no, 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 Demon no, no. Souls. Go back, go back, go back and, re- and watch that episode again. I talked about one of each type. So, I talked okay, about how I tried right. a last-gen game. I tried a new-gen game. I tried a, a, a current-gen with an upgrade, which okay, was Assassin's Creed. Right, right. I tried all of them, buddy. I did, and I talked about it. I'm
1: happy to be wrong, but I remember <laughs> differently. Anyway. Yeah, I remember no, it happened. So, it happened. So, what I tried about... about about eight or so games so just a couple of notes about some of them so call of the sea i wasn't going to try this one until i looked up list of games that support ray tracing rtx i'm like cool call the sea does i and there's only one other game that i could find that did this so i wanted to try more and when i upgraded call the sea it's like an entirely new game visually it's wild now call the sea is not a it's not it is a true next-gen version of that game. It's not, oh, this is just upgraded. It is actually... There was a version they made for Series X and there was a version they made for for the last gen. But between that and ray tracing, which is the first time I've ever experienced ray tracing myself in the game, it looks incredible. <laughs> like, what can I say? And this game... Like, with this game as well, it's got a very... It's got a very unique art style in some ways where it's kind of semi-realistic, semi-kind of matte painting if that makes sense um, and when you add the ray tracing to it it just looks so surreal so it does actually change the way it looks a lot um, it's not just adding extra nice stuff it's just the crazy weather effects in the next gen version um, there's a lot of underwater sections in Call to Sea and so you're you're swimming through and you want to have light beams coming down from the opening of a cave into the water and then reflecting on the plants it's just wild um and then the next ge- game I tried was, of course, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um so <laughs> this is this is a game that is the main reason I did get this. So Intergot, your prediction was correct about um eight episodes ago is that Valhalla was the game to to get me to get a console. The reason why I got it and early... Can, can
0: I also can I also gloat? This is gonna turn into the Intergot was right show, but I also said, because you were like, you're kind of intimating that, yeah, it'll be well into the future that you're going to get a No, Mar- March was
1: the time. So Yeah, and I
0: said, no, nah, no, nah, no way. I said, as soon as you see it available, you'll probably get it, because so, you'll just feel like, oh, I'll just get it. No, you, right.
1: you were right, but the one thing... <laughs> no, I'll no I'll just uh, clip that. I'll clip that. No, you were right, but the, the thing I will say is that at the time when I was talking about that, first of all, I actually didn't expect, and I, I should know differently now, but I didn't expect Assassin's Creed Valhalla to run at sixty. I didn't. Because they've no console Assassin's Creed has before. And no. also I So that that was probably the main reason why I was like, no, that's fine, but obviously when I saw that it, it started getting that those gears turning. But also I was worried that okay, if I get this in March, are they going to be available again? So there was that that not the it was the FOMO. 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 It was Hello. it was FOMO. It was FOMO, <laughs> but it's like well, Oh, it's available now. Does that mean you know you'd never? Know, I don't
0: know when this stuff is going to come and come and I like go. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're almost trying to argue it's not FOMO, but it's like the definition of FOMO.
2: <laughs> that was FOMO. Yeah, no, it is FOMO,
0: <laughs>
1: but in it's basically like I think it's realistic. The fact that you know that anyone anyone that's kind of you know planning, I'm going to get this in March. You don't know if it's going to be available. So it no, makes sense. I, look, it's like okay,
0: you know. Yeah, you that's know, fair. i fair. I honestly think I don't I don't want to gloat again about, you know, Intergot was right, but you know, we did a quick segment a few shows ago. Hey Mike, you're really loud on your end. Sorry. Um we did a we did a, a segment a few shows ago where I was just saying, look, if you want to try to get one of these consoles, probably the best way is to just latch on to the Press Start Twitter. So Press Start AU Twitter account, because they do like, you have to give them credit. They post always the first out of anyone saying, hey, PS5 is available here, Xbox Series X is available there. Um, so, yeah, I think Mike and I both shot you that link. And yeah. That was and out really you, in a few hours. I also you told email, you right? before I this, that it'll run at right? 60.
1: 20? Mike, you, we were talking about that, like... I didn't know when when I mentioned that I had no assumption that Assassin's Creed. So the, I think you were saying that after we talked about it, okay. Assassin's Creed had never run at sixty on consoles. And the comparison I used was Assassin's Creed for Black Flag. So when they released the the next gen version of that, it just upgraded like the resolutions and textures and mm. stuff. They didn't. They didn't. But at the frame 60. Right. And that brings me to I guess an overall thought. Um, just. That's relevant to this is it finally feels like the swinny generation where (laughs) where every where 60 fps is the standard or the minimum now which is just so now
2: for now yes for now i know but it feels like
1: (laughs) feels like that way more than ever and that's just something i've wanted for so long ever again i've said it before ever since playing f0x on on the um 64 and seeing how games with smooth frame rates just make such a better experience. Um, and obviously it's always been the case on PC, but as a console gamer, it's just so glad to be finally there, but just quickly run cool. through the last couple of things. Um, so I upgraded rocket league. Oh um, yeah, that would, that'd be
3: cool.
1: Yeah. Honestly, you want to play that. <laughs> no, not many games. as soon as rocket league's mentioned, you want to play rocket league? Um, It's honestly hard to tell the difference with that game for me, especially with my TV because I don't have a 4K TV, so that's something I should clarify. These are all just playing um, on my 1080p TV.
0: Throw the Series X in the bin. So
1: (laughs) The one thing Rocket League, so it's hard for me to tell if it was much better or not because it already ran really nicely. I think that the only thing I noticed is I think like the boost particle effects and stuff may look nicer. Um, there's just like it just looks nicer. It's hard to tell with the Rocket League. Um, also loaded up Tetris effect connected. Yeah,
0: I mean just quickly on Rocket League, like it's still running on the Unreal Engine three, with Unreal Engine five's coming out this year. So they're like, it's not going to look like the best game ever. Rocket League.
1: I know it's just kind of doesn't like, need to though, right? There's, there's yeah, there's, yeah but perfect. there's. There's few games oh. here that I can compare to games that I've yeah, played yeah, sure, previously. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, and one of those that I can't do that with is Tetris Effect Connected. But hey, it's an Xbox Series X exclusive for now, temporarily. How good um, is that game?
2: It's and an awesome game. But again, a game that doesn't need Okay, the so consoles.
1: it's also on game... The thing with this exercise as well is that Okay, it's what's available in my library and what's available in Game Pass. I can test out that have Series X versions, and this is another game. Hmm. And I'm interested. Did you try Gears Five? I'm getting getting it. So okay. Teslasphere connected. It's really nice, but I can't compare it to anything. Um, but yeah, it's obviously it's a Series X game. Forza Horizon Four. That game hmm. was the first I installed because I'd heard really great things about um, what they did to upgrade that game. And it looks utterly stunning. It runs so so nicely. And Forza Horizon 4 in general, I've played through it before, but has one of the best openings in a game I've ever played. I don't know, Mike, if you remember it, but they yeah. they set you for you go through all four seasons with different and you transition yeah. between the different vehicles in these cool transitions. It's, it's just, really cool, yeah. It's such a high octane opening. And while I've you know, I was reading some stuff about Digital Foundry and what they found about it. Honestly, a lot of their findings, they, they're all about minutia, I understand that. But when they're talking about stuff that's, when you look up close at something, how often are you looking up close at anything in a driving game where you're going like 150 kilometers an hour most of the time down these roads? its It looks great. It's super smooth. Yeah. Um, it's a good looking game. Gears 5. So yeah. this game was another one they did a lot of work to. And this isn't the other game that's ray tracing supported. So I actually, when I installed this, I was a bit pissed off because I installed it, it went through, you know, I don't know how big it was, but it was a decent size. Mm. Then I get to the menu and it was a lie. It didn't actually install. It must have installed all the base shared assets, but then it hadn't installed any assets for the campaign or multiplayer or anything. (laughs) It's like, give you that option when you select to download it initially, not go through the process. Because I'm like, okay, I've got an hour and a half to kind of just play through... Bits of these games to kind of just see what they look like, and I had to go through and download a whole thing for that. So that's frustrating. We're still dealing with TV issues around that, but it's good to have the option to choose. I agree. But uh, did that you ga- know
0: if you can play that cross-platform? Like, if can I play that on PC again with you co-op? I, th-
1: I my I my assumption is yes, but I don't know.
0: Okay, because we should do that. I'd, I'd really want to play that game. Um
1: yeah we'll see we'll talk
0: <laughs> but oh, okay no, it's no, not an
1: rpg
2: dude why, why do you even try no
1: because uh, anyway of wars is a separate thing i wanted to play this because again like i'm testing out what these games look like because i go you've got an next-gen console you want to see what they look like um yeah. and look this looks great what can i say it almost looks <laughs> that game opens with like a training mission and almost looks too detailed like there's too much going on
0: I hear um, that a lot of people say it's the best looking game on the Series X. I Gears would, 5
1: I would probably agree, um, but weirdly, like just when I mentioned Call to Sea before, um, in the part when I reviewed that game, I mentioned oh, it could probably run on on mobile. It the version <laughs> I was playing on Xbox One, probably, but not this version on a Series X. Um, that game is probably for me, looked the nicest, but Gears is definitely from a technical standpoint the most impressive I played. Okay. Um, and so that's that's great, but it's likely comparable to the PC version. I'm assuming that they've added ray tracing support for the PC version, not just Series X, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Um, just two more. Um, the game that I actually am going to be playing uh, is Borderlands 3. Oh, so cool. that game actually crashed during its long intro cinematic that you know when you choose a new character no which is way. like yeah i was like wow wow okay that's great it's not a good sign that's great um but the i haven't talked much about the loading um this just showed me like mm. the loading's opposite fast what can you say mm. but again i can't i i do have an ssd definitely on my pc but i don't have like one of those super fast ssds um yeah. This is great. And the last one and, oh, man, I'm so pissed off about this, was Destiny 2. Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm not, off, I'm not
1: a Destiny player. Um, I appreciate the game, so I appreciate what the work that Bungie does. But I'm knowing that this game had got a significant upgrade for Series X and PlayStation 5, I said, look, I'm going to download this and just experience it, see what it looks like, see how it plays. And yes, it looks great, runs smooth. <laughs> but that was on the provision that I looked up what the first achievement was because I didn't want to get it on my gamer card. I didn't want to unlock one achievement. And then suddenly I've got... It's so a, crazy. Suddenly I've got an incomplete version of Destiny 2 because if, you like, this completion percentage, it's like, it, right? So I wouldn't have done it. Right, the first achievement was get to level 20. I'm like, okay. And then I looked at, okay, not it's not unlocked right away because most people... I load the game up, bang, level 20 achievement.
0: <laughs> oh, because the game defaults you to level 20. <laughs>
1: because in the work that they've done in the up big updates and expansions, they've obviously onboarded it and changed things where uh, people just get to a certain point straight away, and I'm like,
2: Yeah. They do. They uplift you, so you can kind of uh, get to the, I was like, more you're reasons. You're kidding yeah.
1: me! And the reason why I didn't have like hundred <laughs> percent unlock rate ratio or whatever is because n- people unlocked that may have gotten that you know before that and never. Yeah. So it's like ah. Anyway.
2: Wow. Yeah,
1: but it looks great. It plays great. It's Destiny Two. I'm sure it's fantastic. And maybe I'll have to play it. But um. Well, dude, yeah, it's worth it like like
2: playing I- through the single player story.
0: I'll, I'll play it with you. I'll play it with you oh. if you want. That's co-op, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Is it cross-platform though?
0: <laughs> I like, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, I like how Swinny is so anti-wanting <laughs> to play with us. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. Just because there's an achievement in it. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> so, just
0: closing thoughts. Just moving on. Moving on from uh, <laughs> playing with friends.
1: So, some closing thoughts. As I said, the transition between Xbox One X and Series X was unbelievable, honestly. It was just just fantastic. Um, near seamless. Yeah, now if you obviously I'm starting from noose from scratch or or whatever, maybe with through three sixty you're gonna to have to go through more there. But um to have to be able to just plug that external drive in. And I'm definitely going to transfer some stuff to the SSD, but it's just good to know that if I want to go back to any of those old games and I I've got them there and I don't have to worry about uh any of that. Yeah. Um this yeah, this feels like the closest that we've ever been to a PC. Uh, in a console generation. Now, I know that, that that I guess, you know, goalpost, I should say, will keep moving, you know, as PC with the new graphics cards and, and in, innovations there obviously move on from this console generation. But this feels the closest we've ever been. Um, and a lot of that is, I think, the frame rate. Like, that is always the weird thing that I've always associated with PC gaming. Hey, it's, you can, you know, it's... It's got. You're able to unlock frame rates. You're able to, you know, do what you need to do based on the power of your hardware. Whereas consoles, you've always been generally locked in. With some games being lucky enough to get 60. Um, Another call out is obviously the Series X and the PS5 to a lesser extent. You know, they need more next gen only games. You know, we're only two. We're only two and a half.
2: Especially the Xbox.
1: Yeah, but. I mean, the people, like... He's such a shill. No, both consoles, a shill both consoles no, need next-gen only. Yeah. Like, both it's, consoles need more next-gen only. Like, I'm saying that... There
0: are there are good exclusives for the PS5 already, but there's none for the Series There's now. zero for the both Series Both of them, X. both of them. Even maybe. on there's, the there's, there's, both, there's,
1: there's games for both sides. There's both sides.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the exclusives <laughs> no, on the PlayStation not. are always better. <laughs> no. no. Even though I haven't played most of them.
1: So, but yeah, no, the call-out is that for me to try stuff, so there were some other games like Bright Memory that I'm like, look, I'm not going to buy this game just to test it out because I'm not otherwise interested in it. Um, but there is a game I will actually hope to try out soon, which is the Falconeer, which is an Xbox Series X exclusive on next gen. Mm. So, how about the Medium?
0: That's coming out soon.
1: The Medium I'd be interested in if I wasn't such a a, a, a pussy with um, with bloody horror, horror games. games.
0: Yeah, you, you know. need to do a reaction. Do a reaction video for us. No, <laughs> I, I, that would be good. Would I be good. don't need
1: to do that. That's what I need to do. That would be
0: amazing. <laughs> um,
1: so the medium, like I'm looking forward to games like The Gunk and stuff like that. That are you know Worst that title. are on the horizon. The Gunk is a great title. Oh, it's horrible. The Gunk is an awesome title for a game by uh, the makers of SteamWorld and
2: Jerry, like Jerry, Jerry,
0: Jerry. I, I, I am looking forward to that game just because of uh, <laughs> I, I, image I, and form. The Folk behind SteamWorld because so many of their games are just. Brilliant. I love the gunk title. Mm.
1: You know, what's a bad title, it's a
2: Returnal.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like the title either.
2: Re- returnal, what?
0: Returnal, Not the Returnal. Ah,
2: right, the Returnal. Yeah. Okay.
0: And
1: the the last note was. Yeah, I just I now I need a 4K TV. Yeah, that's the well. I you
0: know. got no, you got to be careful with which one you get as well, Swinney, because you've got to get one with HDMI 2.1 at least. Yeah, uh, and you just, want
2: you want something that's got a good game mode, low input lag, like, and all that jazz.
1: Yeah, like it won't be, I won't be getting in one anytime soon, but. It, when you move. Yeah, it's just like, then that's kind of, that makes sense now. Whereas before, hmm. I didn't, there, there was no reason to. Now it makes sense.
0: Mm. So I've got an announcement too. I also have an Xbox Series X. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. So I, You know when, when they were available? <laughs> I knew I that was, was a because you'd never get a Series X. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Swinney, Swinney, I reckon it no would. joke. No I reckon it would. No joke, no joke. Like, you know, that FOMO thing. And then it's like the thing that's annoying me so much, and this is such a dumb logic thought pattern, but Ooh. I get so annoyed when I'm like, oh, cool, like controls on Xbox Game Pass. Sweet. And it's like, oh, no, it's only console and not PC. I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. So I was like, hmm, if I get a Series X, then I guess I could play all the One Xbox One games and all the Game Pass games. I'm like, maybe I should get a Series X. And we could play it together. It, like, So it was actually like a thought. And then I'm like, no, 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 no what am I doing? What am I doing? Swinny wow. doesn't want to play co-op or anything like that. So, Hey,
1: I play co op in games, just not often.
0: <laughs> he does sometimes. Yeah, he's played co-op with me. Not with me. I'm still waiting to play Halo uh, Master Chief Collection.
2: Yeah, and the Gears of War games you guys were gonna play cop on those.
0: Yeah. Weren't you? Yeah, too busy. That's not gonna to happen. Too busy with these RPG up- completions. So yeah. you are satisfied with your purchase, Swinny?
1: Oh yeah. Sounds like okay. it. I, I am. There's part of me that does because I got my Xbox One X um probably about a year and a half ago. Wow. So there's part of me that's like that was still that's still a beast of a, a system and it's still like that's still great. That's the only part of me. It's like, well, what do I do with that now? Um, I didn't want to trade in or anything. So, what I might do is I might look at a setup where I've got the Series Xs, like you know, in, in like a lounge area, and maybe the Xbox One X in a bedroom or something.
2: Yeah, like. that's what I was gonna do. Yeah, I've, I've got two two Series, sorry, two Xbox One Xs, one delivery room, one Xbox in the one X. Yeah, well, three technically if you count the um, <laughs> the Cyberpunk Limited Edition one.
0: What? You've got three yeah. Xbox One Xs?
2: It's, Swinny's the shill, but I'm the one that's got all the consoles.
0: <laughs> and you were talking about people wasting money on <laughs> Arcade one hours. No, but whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. you legitimately have whoa. multiple whoa. Xbox hang One
2: Hang on, X's. hang on, hang on. I have justifications for all of that. So, I obviously had one original one, the Scorpio, that I got at launch. And that was the main one that I would use. And then I started watching TV and doing more things in the bedroom with the girlfriend like
0: that. Not those too, kind of it? things. You don't need a 1X no, to do that Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I need a tr- triple X to
2: do hey, that. In his in his case, uh,
0: he needs a 2.5X.
2: 2.5X. <laughs> so so then I'm like, okay, there was a really cheap trade-in deal for I forget what what I did or how I got it. So so I got a um a secondary Xbox One X for the bedroom. And it was good because I'd could i I'd switch between them. So, if she was using the TV in one room, I'd go there and play my games on there and vice versa. <laughs> so, it worked out pretty well.
0: I just mentioned people listening and going, how much money do you have that you can go, I'm just going to get multiple well, Xbox One Xs around the house just on the off chance. So I can't play it for five minutes.
2: <laughs> I don't have a lot of money and this is probably why I don't have a lot of money. No, so, true.
0: True. Well, I'm glad that you have joined uh, the next gen. I...
2: Can I just say a quick
0: story before we close up? So I started getting all these vertical stands for all my consoles. So I got a PS3 vertical stand and all this other stuff. I ordered a PS4 one, and this is going to sound so dumb to you guys, but part of the reason why I'm like, I don't want to get rid of my PS4 is because I've already ordered this vertical stand, because when you get a PS5, I'm like, I don't need the PS4. I could sell it and get like 400 Australian dollars and offset the cost, right? Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, but I've got this vertical stand coming. I can't like... Get 400 bucks
1: to sell your PS4?
0: Yeah, these days, yeah. They're wow. worth
2: still quite a lot, yeah. Wow. The pros. But the pros. Pro. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a pro.
0: And um, <laughs> this funny thing happened this week with Amazon. They contacted me and they said, oh, it's been lost in transit, this vertical stand. And then I was like, oh, great, <laughs> I can get a PS5 now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the most illogical oh. thing ever. Wait,
1: talking about lost in transit, my those three DS games never, never came. That I yeah,
0: ordered. that's. I was going to talk to oh. you about that. Which three DS? So, the, so for the game of some other year, I yeah. ordered the three DS oh, game, and they never came. So
1: oh. I'm, I'm in the middle of like getting a refund for it, but um, I may, <laughs> I may have to look at other options to play those games cause wow, I tried. Sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I gave it like a month because of like Christmas time. I'm like, but yeah,
2: it's man. That's How is rough. everything getting lost? The PSVR things are getting lost. Well, they're just not getting, getting shipped lost. out,
0: those things yet.
2: That's probably why, yeah. They, well, these were private eBay sellers, so you know. It. Oh, but the, okay.
1: The weird part it's it was like two different sellers mm. at the same time. Yeah,
0: that's the weird thing. And they're both way, So that yeah.
1: makes me think that someone's like taking it out of my letterbox or something Mm -hmm. because they're 3DS games so there'd be small parcels
2: but there was no tracking or anything on them unfortunately
1: not yeah Mm -hmm. i wish i wish obviously there was um and Mm -hmm. in hindsight i would have paid more for it if i'd
2: Kind of, but I've never Sounds like this a is, mailbox thing to be honest. This is it's the first different. time I've I ever so. had
1: this happen to me, so I mailbox. Yeah, that that's my assumption.
2: Um, There's another Swinney running around somewhere, thanks to identity theft.
0: Yeah, no. buying Xboxes.
2: What- no, no, it's it's bad Swenny. He's buying Playstations.
0: Yeah, you got to be careful about what Beaver you're announcing sonies. on the podcast, Spinny. Like, that's why it's smart that you didn't announce buying the Series X. Imagine if someone lifted that from your house.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Th- tears.
1: Thankfully, you have to
0: sign for that one. Oh, you did have to sign? Yeah. Like, actually. Yeah. I don't oh, imagine wow. you would, COVID, yeah. COVID done. Stay from like. Yeah.
2: Well, straight from Microsoft, you probably would. Yeah. They do tracking yeah, and everything. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm excited that you got onto the Series X. Now I'm the last one standing who's on Old Gen. So I might need to uh, pay attention. I I, I should say that there have been PS5s available this week for like, I don't know, half an hour or something like that. So you could go into JB Hi-Fis in person and ask them about pre-orders. And I feel so bad for the people who work at JB Hi-Fi because just chatting to some of them, they're saying literally they're getting... Like, calls off the chart. Like, their phone just doesn't stop ringing with people asking if they can pre-order. So, it's just... The whole thing is handled so poorly.
1: Did you see Um, the good guys screw up around that? Oh, that was totally... What did they do? What did they
0: do? They announced a pre-order. Yeah. And it was full price. You had to pay the full amount. And then they cancelled practically all of them. Isn't that right, Swinny? I think it was all of them.
1: Like, everyone's saying that, yeah, All the And it was announced, like, we talked about press start... You know, it's not their fault. They just advertised what good guys said, but everyone's like, hmm. what? Now my can- orders have been cancelled,
0: you know? And they didn't get yeah. the money back straight away either. <laughs> so some people are still waiting for their money back. And I always wonder with stuff like that, how many people, they don't pro- process the refund. People just... I know it sounds Forget crazy, it 750, and... but, you know, people don't look at the money. Yeah. Like, their credit cards a people, like that. Yeah. You know, we see it at work. So, yeah, like, that that's really bad. I Look... It sounds like, and this is so crazy. People are going down this rabbit hole around pre-orders. People have got the shipping information from the docks in Sydney. Like people are taking photos of it who work at the docks and like blocking out certain things and saying, you know, this pack, this shipment from Germany, and it's like 10,000 tons or whatever. It's like they're all PS5s. So wow. it does seem like next week there's going to be a whole bunch of PS5s that hit Australia. So no. you'll see a lot of craziness. Keep your eyes out. I might, I might get one. Oh my god! Mm. I think my wife's very dubious about it, but um, I'm trying to convince her. I'll just sell the PS4 4 Pro. So it's like, maybe it'll cost No, you won't. Like no, $2, you won't.
2: Because Amazon are going to come back and say, oh, we found that Stan we're going to send you. That $10 no, they said they tried stand to. you ordered. <laughs> no, they
0: said they tried to. They tried to find one, but they don't have one in stock in any uh. Amazon globally anymore. Whoa. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was really annoyed about that. But yeah. All right. Well, uh Exciting purchase, Swinny. You're now a next-gen gamer. I'll have to update my intro. Um, and uh, let's close out the show. So as always, uh, if you want to reach out to us, hit us up on Big Wig Pod on Twitter or through the YouTube comments. To help out the show, the best thing you can do is give us a five-star review of on your podcast service of choice and tell your mates about the podcast to see it grow. With that, bye-bye. See
3: ya. Adios.